0: Welcome to a special edition of Old World Fanatics. We were lucky to be involved in a Christmas crossover with four other Old World podcasts hosted by Ryan from the Herd Zone. So, let's get into it.
1: All right, everyone. Welcome to this Warhammer podcast extravaganza. Here we are for the holiday season. We have four different podcasts represented here. Uh, my name is Ryan. I'm on the Hearthstone podcast. I'm really excited to be here with everybody else. Who do we have?
2: Uh, we've got Gomo here from All World Fanatics.
1: Mm.
0: And Josh also from All World Fanatics.
3: And we have Chris from uh, the Old World Lives.
1: And We got Val Heffelfinger from Square Based. And then Brian from Herdstone. Oh, it's awesome uh, that we have so many people here uh, just thinking about the the different ways that like some of y'all, you know, I've listened to your podcast and heard your excitement. Um, I, I'm just really excited to be able to do this with y'all. I know uh, no offense to the other podcast, but uh, the old world lives. I really r- uh, appreciate y'all uh, working hard over the past. What is it? Like five years that y'all have been doing uh, podcasting on, on Warhammer fantasy uh, battles while it's been a, uh, you know, so-called dead game. So really uh, tip of the cap to y'all for, for doing that, even if you're
4: 6th Ed, even if. I was going to say, it's a game that was dead already, too. Even before they killed the, the old the 8th edition, so hey.
3: yeah, it's Yeah. Uh, 6th Ed was the edition when we all started one, once upon a time, except uh, Morton, who's a recent acquisition. He's been an 8th player for all of, all of his time playing Fantasy. But, uh, yeah. We've been going about five and a half years now. We're, doing our, uh, we're releasing our Yes, latest Christmas special this day we're recording this so we're going to find five into those as well in that case
1: alright well we, we appreciate it um, I didn't ask y'all what armies you normally play but I think that'd be a good start what what army do you like main uh, and then if you could pick a Warhammer fantasy battle miniature that would best represent you what would that miniature be it could be it's a its, uh, Abilities on the battlefield, it's, uh, you know, paint job, what it means for you hobby-wise. Anyone want to jump out and grab this one? Otherwise, I'll throw someone under the bus.
4: That requires a great deal of self-knowledge that I'm not sure I possess.
1: <laughs> well, it sounds like you're Manfred then.
4: <laughs> uh, Manfred. Okay, I'm, I'm a little pasty. I am from the north. That, that, that could work, I suppose. Hmm. Anyone else want to jump in while I desperately scan my shelf of miniatures?
2: (laughs) I, uh, I'm Gummo. Um, army, well, I guess it's Tomb Kings at the moment, but I mean, historically it's been orcs and goblins, but, um, I'm holding off on that, I think. And I'm into my Tomb Kings loving that. Um, hopefully, especially loving them in six. So hopefully more of that comes out in old world than, then eighth edition, you know, things. We'll see how, how that goes. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking about miniature best. Well, since I went grey at eighteen, I think I'm. You know, I'm that leech priest. You know, that eighth edition leech priest. That's like tinily skinny. That that's me. <laughs> like, grey, shriveled up. I can't put any shriveled on. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Look, way too old from. Uh, looks way older <laughs> than I actually am. So that that's me. So,
0: All right. No. Yeah. Um I full on britannian I have always played trains from when I was young. Um and probably my favorite first sort of metal miniature I got which I feel like is one of my favorite ones is the um the old fifth edition uh Knight of the Realm champion the guy with the the holding up the sword with the boar on his head and that type of mm-hmm. thing. And I think I just always loved uh I feel like I I'm him you know I just charge in um hopefully I don't, I survive and that's it. <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm a uh, uh, my my main army is, I guess, the only army that I that I actually have built and can actually take places. So you know, orcs and goblins, and um, I guess very apt and and it's very fitting that um, I would say I I kind of relate to a fanatic. I have I have the best intentions going in of being useful, and then as the game progresses, I just kind of flail wildly I, I go left i go right uh, I, uh, I i need to be better about sticking to a better battle plan but um i just go where the winds take me so that's
4: i think i'm just gonna hop in because uh because actually on reflection of manfred i feel like he's too serious and, and also too too learned to be an apt apt uh, example for me i don't have a main really i mean i have played in two tournaments that both both times it was empire uh, but uh, orcs, orcs, uh, in in all of the um various games have always been my favorite, and so I gotta go with the squig from a squig herd because I need someone oh with God. a sharp stick behind me to keep me keep it going the right direction. But I do have a lot of boundless enthusiasm, and I'm very hungry, so I think that's that's what <laughs> I'll go with.
3: That seems appropriate. Yeah. I, like it. I I think since I started out about. Oh, I don't really want to think about how long since since I painted my first miniature for fantasy uh, but I used to have a Slayer cult I did quite identify with uh, Gargrim, uh, Iron Fist the son of the Slayer King uh, even did used to have a Mohawk once upon a, a while and now it's more of uh, identifying with, uh, I think they call him uh, Johan, the one, the, the guy from the giant kit running away panic on his face all of the time but otherwise, other than that, I do play. I do do play and have played most of the armies in the, in the setting, so to speak. Currently, it's just vampire counts. Feeling it fits the winter theme of Sweden. That's how it is. Seasonal armies over here.
1: All right. Uh, so for me, I I don't know if I have a main army. I I always am excited to play what army, whatever army I'm currently hobbying on and then I play it and I'm like, oh, I'm horrible with this and then I decide not to learn how to get better with it and I jump to whatever new new army I'm painting on is what I'm excited about. Um, But I would say historically uh, Wood Elves have been the army that I've just truly loved and then when they got their 8th Ed book and they were raffle stomping everybody, uh, I felt really bad and didn't want to play them anymore because uh, that's not what I enjoy. Uh, So I kind of set them aside and haven't really played them until uh, one game recently when someone asked me to, to bring out a really nasty lift. Um, so yeah, wood elves and I would say that the uh, miniature that represents me is probably a, uh, way watcher because i like to deal the pain but if you touch me i'll die so uh you know don't mock me i'm gonna mock everybody else if you mock me it's really gonna no uh, no but i, I like the way watchers so maybe that's uh maybe that's it
4: so not, um, not not a big hugger then eh
1: <laughs> well trees
4: just trees, trees. okay just trees, <laughs> trees. <Gotcha. laughs> wow. yeah.
1: um all, all right uh so that's a little bit uh, about us uh did just want to ask uh one I guess this is a random kind of uh, game. If uh, choose, I'm going to give you three models, and you're going to tell us whether you're going to paint that the model, uh, uh, which or sorry, which of the three you're going to paint, which of the three you're going to play, and which of the three you're going to toss. Uh, so this is paint, play, toss, uh, and you can you can choose. So uh, we have uh, Archaon on foot. Uh, We have mounted Archeon, or you could play the Archeon with the three-headed beast that he he currently has uh, with AOS. If you wanted to bring it and somehow uh, bring it into fantasy, you can choose to do that. So which which one are you going to paint, which one are you going to play, and which one are you going to toss as in uh, you're just going to get rid of that model?
2: Who's up? Me? Okay, since I'm talking. Uh, So I don't even know the Archeon foot. That's how good. So I'm going to...
1: Imagine him on a horse. Yeah. And
2: then he doesn't have a horse.
1: (laughs) It's the same model. It's the same picture.
2: Uh, So I'm going to toss that guy. I think I'll play with the one on the the horse because I like that one. That's classic. But I want to paint the big three-headed one.
4: Damn it. Mm.
0: The big dragon. No, I'll toss him. I'll toss the dragon you tell us throwing it out yep. no, AOS a- not out of there <laughs> I think I'll, I think I'll play the guy a mounted guy and I'll paint the foot guy
1: that's what I would do I like okay, the why are you, why are you paying why are you playing the mounted and, and uh, painting the foot
0: because I love the stuff mounted that can they can shoot across the board a, la a bretonian player always would love, love to do that <laughs>
5: <laughs> all right it's the horse affinity I got you yep yep absolutely. Um, I'd probably, man, um, I would probably play the Archeon on horse because whenever I think of Archeon, that's that's the Archeon that mm. you know I think of. Uh, it's the one I I relate to the most, and it's the one that uh, I've enjoyed most in media. Um, I think I'd want to paint the dragon because I think. Uh, a lot of AOS models I think are best as display pieces, I suppose. And so I'd love to be able to just look at look at my shelf and have like a painted Archeon. Um as if I have the time to, to paint that model at all. But uh, yeah, I'd paint that model and then I guess I might toss the one on foot. I feel bad tossing it, but that's just where we're at. You've got to choose
0: one. You're gonna choose one to toss, don't you?
5: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm definitely gonna have to go with. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna toss Archeon on, on horse. Just because. Oh. I'm gonna oh. paint Archeon on foot because I'm lazy. <laughs> and I'm gonna and I'm gonna play the dragon somehow. I have no idea how one would because I don't know what the hell he would be in any fantasy <laughs> in, in the old world setting. But yeah, and that's also just to upset everyone because I feel like. I feel like AOS is a trigger word for a lot of this audience. So <laughs> you <hear> the gasps and <laughs> the see the pole clenching.
2: <laughs> three-headed model came no. out in end times, that didn't it? Or was that not? No, was it no, no,
4: no. He's AOS. Yeah, he's oh, AOS. Okay. It yeah.
3: was right after AOS. was ah, uh, his head. really yeah, early? He may, yeah. yeah, he may have been. Yeah. yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, I'd say that I would paint Darken on foot because that model is so rarely seen and it looks like a lovely model, even though it's just the Arcanon horse but on foot, kind of like uh, Mola Stark made on foot, uh, We used the same model on foot. And I actually play, uh, play with the uh, Arcanon horse because it would fit with my Chaos Army that I once had and still have somewhere in, in the storage of uh, my, my parents' uh, place. And uh, I wouldn't I uh, wouldn't really want to get rid of the Archeon on Dragon, even since it's it a lovely model. But uh, I have enough dragons in my painting queue that <laughs> it would be painted at earliest in about 2040. So it would be <laughs> better to just get rid of it. In that exactly.
1: Case. How many dragons do you have back there?
3: Currently in the painting queue?
1: Yeah.
3: About six i think <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go yeah You're preparing for the war of the beard
3: yeah i do have a uh, uh, two uh, metal dragons that are converted to be used as uh, the drake knight the dragon princess on drakes and i do have oh, a carmine well. dragon to go with the dragon lord and dragon lord in that case
1: i love the carmine dragon it's a good looking it's, dragon.
3: A, it's such a great kit
1: so i think for me I think I would go with uh oh, uh play the one on horse just because I think uh Chaos Knights are cool and uh he would I guess ride r- around with some Chaos Knights so that'd be fun. I would uh I'm sorry, the paint the, and he would be cool to paint. So I guess I'm not playing him, I'm just painting him. So he would look good. But I'm going to play the AOS one with the three heads. I think I'd play it as a manticore uh manticore uh, chaos lord or something like that um put that up there just big old big old monsters are always fun i love big monster uh with a rider on them um because my opponents like cannons and trebuchets that they can just kill them immediately in eighth ed so that's always that's always fun and uh i guess that means i'd toss the foot model um It would it would weigh down the trash bag with its metal weightiness, Um, but I'd have to. That'd be what I'd toss. So,
4: I just just want to say very quickly. I uh, I I went to go look at a picture of Archeon on the website, and I got put in a queue.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Christmas. Everybody's uh you
4: know doing
1: some Warhammer shopping for the
5: holidays. Ten
4: thirty. It's ten thirty at night. (laughs) Anyway, there's seventeen
5: people on the GameStop or on the the Games Workshop website, and. It's tossed on the queue.
1: Incredible. Got to queue up the the experience. Um, All right, so one we'll do one more, and then we'll move on to some the old world stuff. Okay, Um, this one's a little bit different uh, because this you're gonna be you're gonna be uh, uh, doing it with a whole army. So, are you gonna paint, play, or toss a high elf army, a wood elf army, or a dark elf army?
5: That's a tough one. I'll go first with that one. Okay, I'm, a, I'm actually, I'm actually currently uh, uh, painting up dark elves, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna secure dark elves as a play.
1: Uh, okay, and then... what, so you're gonna have to play with them though unpainted. So you're gonna have to go mm. gray with them. I have to go gray. <laughs> those are the rules. But, <laughs> yeah, you can't paint oh, them. They're man. on the, they're on the play. Okay, okay. <laughs>
5: uh, I'll, then I'm gonna swap dark elves to paint because I love. <laughs> uh, uh, I love the way the the, the dark elves eighth edition sixth edition kind of the transition. I, I I've been picking and choosing models from from some of the older metals and also the the newer kits. Um, I've liked their progression throughout the their lifespan. Um, so I'll paint them. Um, I'll play high elves just so I can feel what it's like to play high elves. Um, as an orcs and goblins player i i've yet to to face many high elves but i always uh hear the what other people say about high elves so i'd like to have the power of my of high elves at my fingertips and then <laughs> I, guess, I guess that means i'm going to toss wood elves which is crazy because i started with Wood Elves mm-hmm. in fifth edition but oh man here we are so
1: you've even painted some uh up some some wood elves for uh what did you do for? What game? For Warcry,
5: yeah, I took War some Cry. of the old uh, Fourth Edition medals, and I couldn't get rid of them because I love the way they look so much. So I built a Warcry team out of them. Yeah.
0: All right. Cool. Cool. Um, I think I, I think I also would. I'm also painting up some Dark Elves, although a Slaneesh theme one specifically for Ooh. Sixth Edition, which I I don't know. We'll see what happens with the old world. Sorry. Right. I totally, will do the same. I'll, I'll paint some. I'll continue to paint Dark Elves. Um, yeah. however, I think I will toss the high elves just because I've I've never used them or painted them I have none I have no interest in playing high elves Um, but I do have a painted up wood elf army and I do like to paint them so I will play with my high oh sorry my wood elves sorry wood elves yeah I'll play with the wood elves yeah
2: that's cheating because they're already pre-painted you've already done
0: it (laughs) (laughs)
1: he's got to throw them in the soup (laughs) he's gonna he's gonna go soup them before he can play with them you
0: know oh yeah no okay maybe I'll maybe I won't do that (laughs) put too
2: much well, time into that my yeah. I mean historically I probably I haven't liked pointies at all so I'd probably toss them all but um oh. but can't do that so I am actually oh, painting commercial. what else <laughs> yeah Um so I will keep painting them it's all around that forest dragon I love that it's one of the best figures so I yes, finally got one of them, um, so I am slowly getting through that. Um, yeah, was but good. yeah, I've tossed the high elves in the bin, and then I would have tossed the dark elves, but I can't. So I'll play with them, and I don't think it matters if they look all grey because they're from Naggaroth. So all <laughs> good. <laughs> all right.
3: Oh, this is a hard one, given that I have historically had all three of those armies. Uh, mm. I do have a painted high elf army that I don't want to strip. So I guess. Yeah. Uh, Love well, how the rules have just changed. Yeah, it's not rules. Yeah, rules. Yeah. Like, yeah. you from dis- play yeah. the
1: player Got to make it harder yeah. on everyone. This this can't be an easy decision. I tried no. to loophole that. <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm gonna say that at least I'm gonna toss the dark hills because I've sold off most of them already. Uh, Nicholas from the show has bought most of my metals. In that case, uh, that's uh, half of his army, um, <laughs> approximately. Um, oh. No, I have to I have to go with uh, paint the Elves so I can finish my my second army of them, and then I have to uh, play gray, Willows, which is lovely given that I mainly play sixth edition and that book is the worst of sixth edition.
1: Now, now would you play them with the mm. uh, the ravening hordes or would you play the book? Uh,
3: if I would probably play ravening hordes, given how uh, powerful the book is, all okay. mm. well, the Chronicles. So
1: Is it Dryads that are overpowering mainly, or is it... It is
3: in general that you can do a a mid-range shooting army that you can't really catch up to, and then you have uh, the Treekin that are quite hard for most armies to deal with, given that they are toughness 5.
1: Well, I would say I definitely am not going to paint the High Elves because I uh, tried to paint an army white, or last year, and I hate painting white, so um, I'm not going to <clears throat> to do that. So I think I would. It would be hard for me, but I think I'm going to trash the high elves. I do love the the chariot on an eagle or whatever the eagle chariot that gets uh, some some hate from some people that mm. that recognize that the physics of that just don't work. Uh, but uh, it's it's a because physics has always I, been important in this game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you could, it's just magic, magic. Uh, so uh, even though I love that model and some of the other models, I think I'm going to trash the high elves. Um, I'll probably oh goodness, I guess I'll play the dark elves even though i love the wood elf playstyle i recognize it's not something my opponents always enjoy so i'll just paint up my mm-hmm. wood elves i'll play the dark elves and i'll uh i'll play as many of the uh, cold one knights as i possibly can because they're awesome and so i'd do uh a cold one knights cold one chariots and and do that is what i'd play yeah. so I think yep. that's okay. me uh, val had cool. to step away hopefully he'll mm-hmm. be back uh, hey, Ryan! Are your
2: wood elves white like your spirit?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So um, I guess I should differentiate between like clean white and yeah, yeah, speckled okay. white. Or so that, that I, <laughs> yeah. I do have a forest spirit <laughs> army that has like yeah. fifty dryads and like nine treekin and three tree men. That is all. The bark is white, but it's this mottled grayish white. That it's, it's a it's a really quick and easy paint job but yeah with like the clean white of the, mm, the of high, the elves, high yeah. elves where i tried to do a zinch chaos army with clean white and it's uh, i can't motivate myself to do it mm. and so you know
5: i thought your zinch yeah. turned out really well I, I i really liked the the idea behind it and, and the theme and all that type of stuff
1: i liked both the idea behind it and the theme Uh, doing the painting was not what i enjoyed (laughs) so (laughs) so i'm I'm stuck at like 1900 points and can't make myself do like the rest Uh, that i need to do to to do it so i'm stuck using it for triumph and treachery when we play like 1500 point triumph and treachery games sure so Real, real quick
5: i wanted to uh i wanted to touch on what um Almost said about the, the forest dragon. The forest dragon seems very polarizing from the people that I talk to. People either love it, or they absolutely hate it, and they look for a proxy. I am also a noodle dragon enjoyer. I love the forest dragon. It's um, it's one of the only wood elf models that I still have, and I don't know if I'm ever going to do a wood elf army, but I'm, I'm going to build the classic forest dragon that just has the, the glade lord on it. Uh, that's the yeah. one i have and that's go. definitely yeah. gonna have has a spot on my shelf someday
0: sure is a goblin yeah. green base by any chance
5: <laughs> uh w- we'll see since he's standalone <laughs> no. he may just he may no. just be the lone goblin green base
1: <laughs> oh don't do it why would you do that why would you do that but, um, uh, we we should have we should have done uh the paint play toss with with basing evidently like goblin green bases or are you going to toss it black rims black or, uh, or. color green? <laughs> you know uh or maybe we'll we'll do one one of these episodes someday and we'll do different types of dragons as well we can we can toss those in there
2: i'm yeah. interested christopher how many are, are your dragons are the the snaky looking serpentine games Workshopy ones i guess they all are are they or not or
3: uh, i do have the forest dragon in my high for army as a drake Drake rider i -hmm. also have a malachis dragon the seraphon in that case Uh, as as also as a drake rider i have the carmine dragon i have the high elf dragon from eighth edition i have the dark elf dragon i do have the uh, two of the new stormcast dragons that are getting lumineth dragon riders Made to make it for a real twist uh, for the old sixth edition brain in that case, but uh, they do work well for conversions. Those dragons. If you is, is there the somewhere? Stormcast.
1: Is there somewhere we can see these? If have you posted them anywhere? That uh, the ones that you're done with.
3: They're right over there. <laughs> well, you, are, you are,
1: <laughs> for anyone listening, is there an Instagram? No, you don't have anywhere. No Facebook, Instagram. No. I do
3: have. I do have an uh, Instagram. It's uh, Mayron Miniatures. Uh, it's linked to the Old Lives uh, page, I think. Cool. So th- I don't think my dragons are posted there. I need to take some decent photos of them. Okay. So they will probably, when I find, find I do have some days off to, uh, over Christmas here, I might actually put some photos up on, of something.
1: Ah, oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, Val tried to escape uh, deciding on High Elf, Wood Elf, Dark Elf's but now he's got to give us an answer on which one he's going to trash, which
4: one he's going to paint, and which one he's going to play with. Trash in the Dark Elves. I'm not down with slavery. Okay. Um, no, I don't know. I don't, well, it's not just that. I mean, there's a lot of weird <laughs> stuff with the Dark Elves I don't like. Don't like them. Get them out of here. I'm going to paint High Elves because they're pretty cool. Um they all the time. Yeah, paint white and blue, I guess. Or you do, like, red. Ooh don't know why um and then uh, playing woodies woodies are sneaky i like them and they also at least in eighth edition they played they didn't play like any other army they were very very unique in their in their style as frustrating and rage baity as as they could be um they were still like i found them to be very very unique so i like them in that sense
1: yeah what else awesome awesome and and you know dark elves do what if uh if the people creating Warhammer fantasy were, you know, taking different cultures and different people and satirizing them, then, then the dark elves represented uh, Americans, uh, you know, from the United States. So you not liking dark elves makes perfect sense. Is that, is that right?
4: What as a Canadian? No, I'm not one of the, I'm not one of those Canadians. (laughs) No, 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 no. Uh, That is a point of national pride. But then, but then for some reason, when we go to the States now, there's just Tim Hortons everywhere. So <laughs> we feel We're at home now. Training, so, so yeah, fine. there you go.
1: It's fine. Go. We're winning you over one Tim Hortons at a time. That's right. <laughs> All right. I
0: feel, I feel like Nagaroth is where Canada is, surely. That's the home of the Dark Hills <laughs> in terms of geography.
6: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Geography wise, definitely Canada. I do feel like some of the, the stereotypes and characterizations are like mocking U.S. a bit. Uh, so.
4: That is inter- that that is actually funny how obvious that is uh, because the, the 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 high elves are also sort of that aristocratic, yeah. um, you know, like uh, British quality to them I think in some regards. Mm. Um, so I could see that as the as the evil the evil outcasts as being the Americans. I've never obviously yep. I've never put that together, and that seems very obvious. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, so
1: here I am saying, yes, Val, you should have put that together before. And I, I honestly don't know why you didn't, you know. There you go. Uh all right. Um, well, we're gonna move on. We're going to uh talk, have some some the old world chat. We're gonna talk about some stuff related to the old world. Um I think all of us are excited. I mean, even the the old world lives has been talking about the old world. Um, you know. I think all of us are excited about that. So what is it that you're most excited about regarding the old world? Something that you've been hearing, seeing, what could be a really small specific thing or just something more general? What are you excited about? Oh, I'm just excited to
0: get a new Britannia book after 20 years of waiting. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: got new you rules already. Wow. You deserve it,
0: Josh. It's yeah. been so long. <laughs> More than half of my life. just. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> the last Pertunian book was a 6th edition or was it 5th?
0: It was 6th, 2003. Six. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. oh my God. Um, although it felt like a new book going back to 6th edition from 8th edition, mm. almost. Like going back and go, oh, it's actually a really good book in the context of 6th edition. It's, an eighth, <laughs> yeah. it's awful. But <laughs> I was like, oh, feels <laughs> like a new army really book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it'd be great to get some new, some new rules and the and a um a peasant character and adding in a few yeah. extra things. Nice on for it, Friar uh, Tuck yeah, yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, loving it.
2: Um, I, it's not so much old world. I, I mean, I'm just really excited about getting our community back over here because it just. It, yeah. I mean, like everywhere, just it just separated and. And so, I don't know. To me, I've just always said to people, it just feels like the world's going to make sense again because I don't know. It's, it feels like the earliest I can remember, Warhammer was always there, and then it was gone. It's a little bit over dramatic, but at the same time, it's it's just nice. Yeah, fantasy's always there again. So, but I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's going to drag everyone back together again. Even like every edition's got issues. So, like, I don't really care what edition I'm playing. It's just it's good to be playing fantasy. So, yeah.
1: I think what one thing that's really interesting what you said about the community is there was this weird thing that like right before the um, the the news dropped where they you know had the the model of this or the they had the square base and it said you know everything comes yeah. round again yeah. even squares yeah. or something like that even before that it did feel like there started to be this uh, interest in in people that hadn't played Warhammer or that left playing Warhammer fantasy with the end times kind of starting to come back and being interested in saying, Hey, you know, yes, it's not a supported game, but, but I want to, I want to play it with friends or whatever. Um, and then, you know, it started building since then obviously with that announcement and the, you know, whatever, three and a half years or whatever before we really started getting rolling recently. Um, but it's been cool to see that whole process, of the community building and now just seeing it drastically increases yeah, more and more yeah. people are, are jumping on and being super excited about it. So I agree. That's, that's a great thing to see.
4: I think, I mean, speaking from personal experience, I think a lot of that had to do with the pandemic and the fact that some of the best games that, you know, GW's licensed out have, have fantasy settings. So obviously warmer total war and Vermintide, which was such mm-hmm. a blast. Um both of the, th- those two games are the reason why I got into fantasy for sure. And I wouldn't have had so much time to get into them if it wasn't for lockdowns. So maybe that's, what, maybe that's what is what's people a bit.
5: Yeah, I mean, D W invented I mean, COVID. What? <laughs>
4: <laughs> do, 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 do,
5: do, do. I can completely echo the, that that sentiment. I, it, it's thanks to lockdown that I jumped that I you know looked into your past and you know what am I nostalgic for? It's Warhammer Fantasy. I'm nostalgic for rolling dice with with friends whenever I'm like ten years old, something like that. Butchering the rules, not really knowing what's going on, just rolling dice, uh, playing my seat of my pants. But um, yeah, I, the pandemic absolutely contributed to that. But um, I, I think I'm mostly looking forward to a unified rule set just to like y'all were saying bring back the the community bring back people in game shops showing up and seeing people playing um with the rule set not being supported it doesn't really happen all that much but with with a supported rule set i'm seeing people in my local game stores discord talking about what armies they want to pick up talking about what ages sigmar units and armies they can throw on a movement tray and try out the game and stuff like that so it's it's very exciting it's going to be an exciting uh 2024 regardless if the rule set's good or if it's amazing it'll be good yeah
2: Yeah. i I second that idea (laughs) i I second that idea brian that um yeah like i've never played in an edition where games are seem to give a shit so it's going to be interesting to, <laughs> you know, to be in addition where they actually seem to even though they don't get everything right it, it feels like they give a shit at least you yeah. know, feels like seemingly it's been extensively compared played to where
4: it was it. so yeah. yeah they've gone from like high school boyfriend to like mm. first year mm. college boyfriend so yeah. like a little bit more callback you know a little more interested you know but you know they're still not perfect for sure yeah who is um <laughs> I would say my the thing I'm most uh, excited for is, I mean, just the fact that it's a complete game on, on day one, which they reinforced in the last, mm. in the army building one. Um, and uh, so that means that, like, all, what, 16 factions supported? Not you, Dogs of War. Um, you know, like, like that's in the history of... And the, the other thing is, too, is when we look at the, the unit entries that we've seen, like the Dragon Ogre Shaggoth, and then specifically the Dragon Ogre Shagath because he's not one of the launch uh, factions. Um, he's got like 15 special rules. This is an exaggeration, but like, there's a lot of like um, detail on his on his unit card that you wouldn't necessarily expect to see. Like if you look at the Ravening Hordes army mm-hmm. lists in yeah. 6th edition, pardon me, look at the 8th edition army lists uh, for 40k or the 10th edition army list now for, for 40k as well. The They just don't they just, they just weren't that interesting um, uh, off the bat because they were getting ready to sell you a codex um, or an army book. And um, that just doesn't seem to be the case in this one. This one looks like we're going to have um, like a, a very detailed game from the beginning. And that's something they've never really done before and super mm-hmm. awesome.
3: Yeah, and speaking of Ravening Horde, some unit entries were missing from the Ravening Horde's list from until uh, when they got the book. So, <laughs> yeah. and what I'm lo- most looking forward to is what everyone else has pretty much said: the, the gaining a community back uh, that can actually get together to play easier, to have the possibility to just walk into a store and actually buy the models again. Because that has been quite uh, quite hard the last few years. We we began a podcast a few years before the pandemic, before lockdown, and we saw the price increase of uh, second hand kits uh, once lockdown hits, and everyone pretty much had had the time to stay at home and just oh, I found this old uh, model in the, in the in the attic or in the storage. And mm-hmm. I just want to paint it. I found my my childhood army, but that, uh, they that that painted in two thousand four. I just want to build onto that and. Uh, and all of a sudden it was uh, uh, people were priced out of uh, getting back in the 6th and 8th edition as well in that case and uh, having a new rule set and uh, a new release of well at least uh, the Bretonians and uh, the Tomb Kings at start will be quite quite lovely actually
4: i'm super worried that that actually gets worse not better oh, uh yeah. Based on, based on GW's ability to manage stock levels, not to rag on these guys all the time, because they are doing something I'm super into right now, sorry, GW. But they don't have a great recent track record on meeting demand. And um, as a big-time eBay guy, it's getting sparse out there already. So I'll be really curious to see how well they can keep up. Yeah. I would have to say I hope that the – I mean,
1: obviously, we all, we hope that the prices are all uh, – make, make things – uh, less scarce and all that. Uh, the the spiteful side of me would say that there's a couple of eBay sellers that I would love for their stock, uh, the, the prices of, that they're trying to sell stuff at uh, that they would definitely not be able to sell it at that. Cause you see some people get stuff and then they're selling it just vast markups. I'd love to see them now, not, Get that? Maybe that's a little spiteful, but <laughs> there's some people that just charge just exorbitant rates for stuff, and you're just like, oh, someone's getting scammed buying that, and I hate to see someone getting scammed buying buying something. Uh, so I, I hope the you know you're right about the the possibility of of them not being able to meet demand. Uh, I certainly hope they are, just because I you know we want we all want to see everybody able to get uh, their hands on the the models that they want um, and, and have the fun with the game that they want and not have to, you know, go after something that, Oh, well, this is my second, you know, second choice. Cause I couldn't get my first, we don't want to see that, so. but I, I would, I would just agree with y'all. I'm most excited about seeing the community, uh, come together. Um, I hope that it is a rule set. That's really good that, you know, even if it's not someone's favorite rule set, that it's good enough that, you know, whether you played sixth, eighth, whether you played, you know, Warhammer's Army Project or, you know, even people that went over to Kings of War or not, you know, mm-hmm. I'd love for all the people that love this type of setting uh, and this type of war game to be able to say, you know, it may be my favorite, it may not be my favorite, but it's a good, it's a good game that I'll join in and playing, you know, um, because that'll really, uh, you know, just build build a community and and have a lot of growth and, uh, you know, positive community. So that's, that's what I'm excited about. It seems to be, they're doing a great job. So, uh, I echo all of you. All right. Um, so what then if, if, when you know, this is going to drop, we've seen some of the stuff that's coming out. Uh, what are you going to purchase? what, is on your list. Are you going to, Josh, are you going to br- buy more Bretts? Do you have enough? Are you going to go into Tomb Kings? What's going on? Definitely going for the unicorn.
0: The, oh, the, yeah. the Dez on unicorn. I really like that model. It's probably my favorite new release that I've seen. Just great. Um, uh, I don't know how many more Bretts I'm necessarily going to buy necessarily. Like my army is actually fifth edition sort of themed. Um, uh, but, the other the other concern I have with the unicorn too is the the scale. Like in the flesh, it'll be interesting to see how it works with the rest of my existing miniatures as well. So um, definitely want it because she's really pretty. Um, uh, and then yeah, obviously the rule book and that type of thing. But yeah, I think that's my probably my favourite model. I think she'll work well. I don't know. I think even as just as a character, and she might may or may not be in the unit anyway. Um, uh, but yeah, that'll be my, my first purchase. you not gonna? We're well,
2: gonna see what the book, obviously, how good they am... are in the
0: game. I guess, but man, I'm a real stickler for scale. So mm. I'll see. Yeah. I'll see how I, I, I do. I don't mind them, but uh, it depends tall. on how how big they are when I when I get them up close. I think. Um, uh, but but yeah, I, I I can't go past the unicorns. That'd definitely be my first purchase for sure. <laughs>
1: You, you have a kindred spirit in Brian on the scale thing.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of worried they're, uh, they're Chaos Warrior Bretonians.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been having like, like argue, because I got friends who are 3D printing some stuff. Um, and they've just been like, I've been going through because a lot of 3D prints, STLs and stuff come in 32 millimeter scale, like just off the hop. That's kind of where they, they default to. Yep. Yep. And to get the, it's actually impossible to match the scale properly because really, it's twenty eight millimeter heroic is thirty two millimeter head and hands on a twenty eight millimeter body. Generally speaking, so like <laughs> you kind of have to go to like thirty to kind of get them right ish. Yeah. Um, but they don't care. They're just going straight thirty two. I'm like, you guys are going to be so mad at yourselves when you put these things in front of a like a like an like an old school fantasy army. They're going to look so weird. But whatever. They don't. Well, care. Well, maybe, maybe they're right because. It'll hit the uh, to uh, the old
0: world scale, isn't it? I feel the new are going to be about that <laughs> scale in anyway? a couple
4: of years. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Like, have you seen like the there's a really cool vampire um, lord for AOS? He's got like bats flying above him and stuff. Yeah, yeah. When you put him next to, I don't know, like old skeletons or like an old zombie or something, he looks like twelve feet tall. Like he's like he wow. looks big, he looks bigger than even a thirty two millimeter scale model would. Yeah, the skeletons
5: of. go up to his waist or something like that. Yeah, it's wild, man, yeah.
4: <laughs> that Underworld
1: set that came out that has the four vampires, like the female oh, cool. vampire and the guy and the the one oh, that cool. you know has the mace, and you're like, oh, you could turn that in. That one is so amazing, and I was so excited to get it, and then I saw the scale, and I was like, well, I, I can't do that. Like, that's I, weird I, looking.
4: I feel like we are probably seeing something more like what they did with Heresy, which is more incremental. Like, I think Heresy mm. was more mm. mindful of their – they didn't go. They didn't go full true scale Primaris style. They went kind of in between the two, so that yeah. the, you can they kind of still blend with the older models, which is nice. I suspect, and it's the same studio, so I suspect that'll be the yeah. a similar approach.
1: We don't want Josh to have Lilliputian bretonians compared to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like scale is—it's more important inside the army. I feel like if you have armies of yes. slightly different scales, it doesn't matter so much. But you, you need the consistency of each each army. I feel like that—that's probably more important.
2: You um, could just start a second yeah. Breton army, then there you go.
0: Man, I'll just have two of them. I've spent too many years painting, <laughs> no in one to, to contemplate going back and painting a second red Ocean army.
4: Also, <laughs> I feel some. like. like once you're not human anymore, it also like super doesn't matter. Like the new lizard men, I'm sure, would look perfect. Yeah, like so, so good. And like yeah. Yeah. even the Chaos Warriors, like, okay, so your Cast Warrior is twelve feet tall. So what? And like orcs, for example, you want orcs to be big. So
2: they just they just killed a few more things. They got a bit bigger. So, yeah.
4: so yeah. I think I think all that stuff can wear elves, you know, beam mm-hmm. poles. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I think all that other stuff where it's really just the, the humans and horses. I hope whenever they replace mm. the Cav that they do every single one at the same time because <laughs> The ponies that fantasy yeah. models ride on are comical. They're really small. Like that Bretonian yeah. banner bearer, I think he looks he looks wrong because his horse is probably it's closer to, to, a to a little correct mm-hmm. scale. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What about the rest of
1: you? What are you going to purchase first?
2: Uh, everything. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I joked on my call. I joked on a <laughs> yeah. Facebook. A local Facebook group. That just apologies to the local store if anyone's going in there because it's probably going to be bought out. It's right next to my girl's high school, so when I go pick her up, I just walk in there. I'll probably just whatever's whatever's a blue box, just buy. Her. But I feel bad. That. Given what you just said before about eBay hawk, it's not that I'm an eBay hawk.
4: No, you're protecting it. You're I'll protecting like it from the scalpers. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You, you sell it at retail in seven or eight months. You know, no problem. You know, you yeah, just yeah. got to make sure that you're taken care of first.
2: Yeah, I don't think I've. I think I've sold like two things. I just keep. I'm a bit of a hoarder, but I think I will get. Like obviously, I'll get Tomb Kings, but I probably don't need that core. But I'll get at least one box. <laughs> um, but I'll probably get the Brats too, and I'll just leave it there. And eventually, I'll re, I'll do a Bretonian army, but it just might be. I don't know, two years time or something. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just excited. Yeah, to buy some Warhammer in the shop again. So,
1: support your local shop, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. So, first purchase.
3: Rulebook, probably. No box? This, just straight rulebook? <laughs> it's going to be a, a rulebook. I don't re- really need another project on my hands. <laughs> <That's mainly laughs> He's got dragons. He's
4: going to buy a secondhand rulebook. He's not even going to need to buy it from the shop. He's going to get it for like
3: no, of course 40 bucks off a friend. Your, of course I'm going to buy it from the shop. If, if I can get hold of one, mm-hmm. as we talked about, uh, that's the big problem. But uh, since I am currently in the middle of a Vampire Counts project, I probably will uh, continue that with the... Uh, PDF, given that they are a bit dormant this, uh, in this area. era. I'm sorry, I'm a bit tired. But uh, there might be a revamp for them later on when uh, they, they move, on the, move on the setting, hopefully, or that they just expand the setting as this. So, uh, yeah, starting off with them, then might uh, continue High Elves also with the PDF in that case, uh, given that the High Elves were quite prominent that time even though they weren't fighting in the old world and they're fighting the darkles and chaos marauders in old all
1: right brian what are you gonna get you know i think uh i mean
5: logically the first part purchase is the is the uh rule book um but uh depending on what all comes into print i would love to buy some eighth edition boar boys that aren't 25 dollars a model on ebay i would that what would just 25 be... dollars it's wild there there's uh you can get five for about 100 120 on ebay right now
4: i gotta go guys sorry
5: (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy uh but i have i have i guess i have 10 and there's probably not a reason to run more than ten, but I, I I really like that model of
1: boar boy. And I that love... sounds like some unorky thinking, Brian. Sure, there's always a reason to, to have to have, run you seen, more like, have you seen sure. the
2: cavalry rules? they have been lagging. Yeah, them. they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I would love a reason.
5: Uh, yeah, I would love a reason to to field forty forty boar boys <laughs> and have it be good, or have it be well. It doesn't have to be good. I just don't want to lose by turn three. But uh, you know. um, yeah, to seeing seeing some of the the uh, orcs and goblins kits that uh, that were cut whenever Age of Sigmar came out, I'm definitely gonna purchase some of those boar boys, some of the regular boys, some of all that stuff.
4: Yep. Mm. Throwback goblins, regular just regular goblins. Yeah. they're yep. pretty rare now. they were never good. <laughs> no one owned them.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: so you think
0: you able to buy them from release, so you can have to wait a bit for the orcs and goblins to. Wonder?
4: Like, uh, i'm, I'm so fascinated yeah. i can't mm-hmm. wait to see what they do i don't yeah. know if they'll, yeah if all the core stuff gets dropped at once or if it'll just trickle out i have no idea yeah
2: yeah yeah it's gonna be interesting we were debating that the other day it was like I no idea what's happening
1: so,
0: yeah, yeah. so like we have to well, wait a couple more weeks really to find out, it's mm-hmm. yeah. close,
2: yeah. out. <laughs>
1: getting close getting close val did you have a specific thing you're excited about buying Um, Are you an
4: everything person? I always threaten to do like all the limited editions, and then I actually get to the web cart and I'm like, Mm. geez, wait, oh my (laughs) god. Can't do it. (laughs) Um so I'm gonna threaten to get the limited edition everything. Uh I think if I had to choose between the two boxes, probably Bretonians, because I'm hoping that the foot guys are in there. Okay. And the Pegasus. I was surprised that there were no there wasn't a second new Tomb King unit. That was kind of a bummer. Um but anyway, so yeah, I think Bretonian box and then uh like every friggin' stupid deck of cards. Yep, yeah, every like every like dumb <laughs> dumb sucker purchase David I can possibly Pant. make. Right. Hoover them all up. I'm the market. I am the market. Yep. Oh yeah, there's a picture of me in the in the studio. Make stupid things for this guy. <laughs> he will buy them. Absolutely. Has yeah. dispensers, whatever they got.
0: Yeah, yeah, it makes me think great. of the, there's a edition um, of the novel as well, The Lords of the Lance. Going to be it looks pretty though. Let's see the Fleur Lee like, on the like side. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, ah, so good. definitely, yeah, keen to
4: get that. Also, if anyone needs to be encouraged, it's, it's Black Library um, mm-hmm. because it'd be great to have them writing the lore. Um, it'd be really, really great to have them <laughs> writing yeah. more of the lore. Also, yeah. hilarious that our favorite company has a brick and mortar retail chain and a print publishing arm somehow it yeah. works I don't understand
1: well uh, that that kind of leads to I do think one of the first things uh, I will get when I when I can is that book I'm really oh. excited about it I think the herdstone will be reviewing it as soon as we can um, you know we love to review black library books um, so I am excited for that uh, I do want the bone dragon Uh for my Tomb Kings, I did famously last year buy like four battalions, uh battalion boxes of Tomb Kings. So I don't need any of the mm-hmm. stuff that's gonna come in that box other than the dragon, because I've got uh far too many chariots and all that stuff. Um so hopefully I'll be able to get that. But I think uh I think my first yeah purchase purchase of like a miniature or anything like that will be the the unicorn as well. I'm with Josh. That is a Glorious model, even though I don't have Brett's, like I think I will use it as a, a wood elf unicorn mage and mm. you know change the chalice to she something, that. yeah, for sure. Absolutely, and then I will buy another one for my vampire army and I will have a dark unicorn vampire uh, with a chalice of blood. Uh, and then like I, I will buy <laughs> yeah. so many of that model because it's awesome. Uh, so it, there if will I, probably
4: just, be other models that you can, you can you really buy like five of that <laughs>
1: no, no, <that's, laughs> it, have you seen it it's a glorious model and i want, I want it's that. a lady
4: <laughs> on a horse with a horn i don't understand
1: <laughs> oh, no it's beautiful it's people beautiful.
4: really really I'm into what really lot though ron how are you
2: gonna do, do with that yeah need at what
1: oh that's mm. a good point Ooh. uh all the mistakes will be made i guess <laughs> um it turns out white's
4: just light gray i don't know yeah that's what mm-hmm. i found out beige. yeah
1: I mean, I will have to say that I do use that apothecary white, uh, a lot to like shade a little bit because it just shades a little bit of gray and then it makes it really easy to come back with a, with some whites on top of it. So that does make it easier. I didn't do that with the original army that I painted white. So that's part of the problem is I'd have to go back and redo it all a little bit easier way. But, Mm -hmm. um, you
5: know, speaking of the limited edition stuff, if GW really wanted to print some money, they'd re-release the, uh, gotrick and felix and max schreiber Mm. and snorri uh that whole gang Mm. of five if they really wanted to print some money they would definitely re-release that as a limited edition and just pop it out of nowhere
1: well because that's in a i mean like aos still has gotrick i mean everybody reads those books as far as that stuff goes yeah those would those would sell
3: yeah i must admit that i used to own an entire set (laughs) with mm-hmm. an emphasis on used to own. Oh,
5: no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah.
3: But those were a slightly different scale from the rest of every <clears throat> miniatures released for fantasy. They were slightly bigger, all of them, which fits fit for the Slayers actually, at, at least for Gotric, given that he grew in size after he got his magic axe. And But uh, the other ones were slightly out of scale for every other other human. In that case. So,
1: but maybe in scale for the old world. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, They did mention that the uh, knights on foot will be slightly larger, but uh, they will still be compatible with the Knights of the Realm kits, yeah. the arms and the heads. Mm-hmm. But that would actually track, given that people that are better nourished historically has, have been larger and still yeah. are. There you go. taller in that case so they're
4: just not feeding the horses is what you're saying <laughs>
3: yeah they're, they're just eating all the grain themselves
4: <laughs> just looking at this limited edition book oh yeah oh, that's good see that map <laughs> on the inside cover oh, good luck so good. Oh, i'm a sucker for maps
1: give me some of that map <laughs> oh yes we joked about them only putting out maps for so long but it does get exciting like seeing those maps <laughs> <laughs>
3: Given what they've done for the solar war and the heresy just imagine the map they could do and release for the old world oh, man. in that case that would be expensive quite quickly
1: oh yeah putting those up all over your walls if they if you could get some big blown up ones yeah yeah uh, all right uh so we've we've got a little bit of what you're uh what you're most excited about uh what you're gonna buy um what are you going to do this New Year's? What do you? What project are you going to have? Uh, what's your resolution? It could be purchases. It could be hobby. It could be game. What are you going to do this new year as the old world comes out? What's your resolution? We're done pre-launch here or just like for the year? Oh, no, for this upcoming year to like to do over okay. the course of the year or to have done by the end of the year or whatever. By the end of 2024, not by the end of 2023 when we're recording this.
4: Well, man, I'm usually a lot more freewheeling about my stuff, you know, man. I don't, I don't usually yeah. pin myself down to your, your yeah. resolutions, but I don't know. Probably, I I I would I resolve to to try and run at least another GT, hmm. um, and uh, I think I think my goal is to only like maybe maybe like in each. I feel like it's going to come in waves, like cycles. So maybe get a pair of armies every every four four to six months, something like that. So I think what I'll do is I'll like pick one and redo it. So I think probably off the hop, I'll rebase and sort of touch up my bretonians as fast as I can. And then pivot to something that's actually non-core, because I know those actually won't be touched. So like actually investing time mm-hmm. into non-core factions that yeah. are unreleased, you don't risk like getting a really cool, like, different army s- style in the, in the in the sort of support book that they're sort of hinting at. You know, how they have the errantry Crusade guys and... Right. Um, uh, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah. So, I think, like, maybe sw- switch over to Vampire Counts and get those guys going, because I love the vampires so much. You and using the t-
1: new models, or are you using, like, the models that will that, or what do you...
4: The collections I've rounded up are all actually... Um, I would say largely the sixth to eighth okay. uh sort of era uh, miniatures, including the Derpy Zombies, which I have mocked relentlessly over the years. The ones I, shoulders? I, I, they're just all they're just so damn goofy. Um, you know, they're in that pantheon of goofy plastic kits with the with Catachans and and uh, the uh the Skaven guys. So <laughs> they're uh, they're not the greatest. But actually I these ones were competently painted and I think on twenty fives it'll look pretty cool. Okay. Mm. Um, I've I've got a bunch of stuff
0: going on at the moment. I'll continue to work on them. One of the things I'm, I mean, terrain I think is always fun. I love working on terrain, and at least it's pretty uh, system agnostic. Mm. I can I'm yeah. working on multiple different tables and different themes. Uh, There's no one I'm doing at the moment. trying to fit with my uh, the dark elf army I'm painting at the moment. Um, uh, which I will continue to work on, even though, yes, it is a Storm of Chaos Lanesh army and there probably won't really be a specific rule set for that in the old world. Um, Make your own. Yeah, 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 right. But the only other thing is I want to work out what I'm going to do with movement trays because I'm not keen on rebasing my existing Britonians, and I kind of don't want to lose the option to play six if I want to. So I need to work out how I'm going to do the basing the movement trays because i mean yeah. i I have to wait to see how the, how the game plays in terms of how often we're changing formation and that type of thing as to how flexible i need to be in that regard um especially with the second transformation eye. that can, type of thing is gonna be <laughs> thanks thanks girl.
4: i was thinking for my like real horde armies to do um just make a like a stencil like in a grid mm. and literally just like spray a grid onto the onto whatever new movement tray because the move trays do have to get bigger yeah, uh, right. but like just like having like a checkerboard, so I just put the like a well, twenty millimeter checkerboard and just put them on top of that because I magnetize everything too. So yeah, 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 I figure that I figure that would work well, and they would just have like black spacers between
0: them. That should be fine. Yeah, I mean, well, so one thing I've I've done with some movement trades recently is magnetize them so that you can swap it between a single rank of ten guys and two ranks of five. So like mm-hmm. just three pieces and you just swift them around. Yeah. So I'm sort of wondering if, if I get the right shapes, whether I can get something that's fairly convertible between like marching column and close order and that type of thing. I just have to think about yeah the, the different sort of, uh, sort of uh, shapes that might work um, that you can, you can flick around and it not be a – A headache i don't know i I don't know is that more work than rebasing that's a good question i can see on your face value you're not convinced
4: (laughs) oh no uh no no no. i don't think not not, i think honestly if if rebasing is at all a bugaboo for anybody just just do it on the tray like there's no no worries mate yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah, but um no what i was scrunching my face on is whether or not marching column will actually be much of a thing. well that's what i have to wait and see you're uh, right yeah Yeah. i'm really curious because it it feels like it feels like you probably sacrifice a a turn to like get into the right formation do mm. so yeah, i, I you know. can see
0: people deploying in marching column and then maybe marching up and then redeploying although the question is can you redeploy at the
4: end of the turn you might not be at like reform at the end yeah. i don't know yeah. Without, we're assuming yeah. like, reform is remotely mm. the same like that means turn three you can charge which, which yeah, feels like sure. a pretty serious penalty yeah you know but you, you could just, just march twice <laughs>
2: So. <laughs> it all adds up. Maths is the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'll be curious. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> resolutions, like in terms of old world, actual, like the game and stuff, I think what I missed out on eighth, like I didn't buy a lot of the, like the law books and the scenery and stuff when, because I wasn't really into it when sixth and seventh dropped. And I know obviously there was a lot of kits, scenery kits. So I never bought any of them. So I think if they bring out all that stuff, that's what I'm hoping I'll like actually spend money on that as well rather than just worrying about the armies because I feel like I've I sort of jumped ahead and gotten Toon Kings up to like I probably don't have any army that I need to sort of go, oh, I need to start this new, you know, Old World Army and have it painted up because I've got enough now, I guess. Um, But in terms of other things for the year, I just hope, I hope Old World Fanatics goes all year as well. That would be cool. Like just kicking off a podcast like just randomly like whatever it was 12 weeks ago. be nice to see that we're still here next year. So, yeah.
1: Y'all are cranking out episodes, and they're all great. I've really been enjoying them on my commute, so uh,
4: I no, appreciate thanks, it. So thanks so been, a lot. I've been listening to all of the shows here. Yeah, we keep saying. I don't know if it'll keep
2: going weekly, but we'll see. how we go. <laughs> yes.
4: Yeah. yeah. The articles have made the weekly release schedule much more easy. Yeah. It's like the show is written for you. You got a show ready to go <laughs> for you every week. Yeah. So, And oddly enough, I don't get sick of hearing everyone else's opinions about it because – um, someone always brings something new from like, a, I don't know, maybe a, a thought that they had based off of a previous edition that I don't, I'm not familiar with, or they noticed, they noticed a little bit of subtext that I missed. So if you're yeah. super into it, listening to four different shows about the same things, is uh, still pretty good.
2: <laughs> Plus <laughs> like 10 it. different YouTube channels and yeah, it's, it's obsessive, but that's the hobby. I like uh, I like Val. I like you and Rob. What were you guys talking about? Warhammer people. It's just it's a stupid thing to do, or you need to be crazy to to do it. or Whatever. Like it's just, it's it's hard to get into. So yeah, you've got to be obsessive. A bit. But
4: once you're in, it's pretty effortless to uh, just mm. go deeper. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's like Wayne Gretzky was asked um, how often a kid should practice hockey to be really good. Wayne Gretzky, greatest hockey player ever, big time Canadian. And uh, he said that you shouldn't have to ask that question. He was just out on the ice, you know. He was just sat on the ice every second he possibly could. He just loved it. Same thing about Warhammer. That's what I am. I'm this, we're all the Wayne Gretzky of
1: Warhammer. Well, yeah. I mean, how how many times have you sat down and, like, been bored somewhere and you just start, like, list hammering in your head or if you have an app on your phone or, like, I mean, who among us has not list hammered for mm, hours mm. and hours of their life? Posterioration.
5: Right? Like, <clears throat>
2: To
1: <laughs> that's
5: good. I'm going to use that. I
1: like
5: that.
6: <laughs>
1: uh, and who else has a resolution?
3: Oh, yeah. I'm going to be optimistic and say finish one more model next year. Oh, nice.
4: Two yeah. mm. uh, uh, for the moon, land amongst the stars.
3: Yeah, I've finished one model this year. So that's why I'm mentioning that. Uh, it's been one of those years. Uh, that's it but uh, Dragon that, is going to
2: take a while man.
3: <laughs> yeah no it's been uh, this year has been just uh, I feel like you moved and stuff Like you had a lot going on man you're good yeah there's been quite a lot of going on in life yes so yeah but other than that uh, keep on with uh, the Old Will Lives might upgrade some of our content this year hopefully might have to given that there's so many other new uh, shiny podcasts out there, but uh, so we have to compete. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> yeah, nah, but,
0: no, but your, uh, your, qu- your content is much higher quality no, than ours, it's voluminous.
3: Well, at least we pretend to, but, uh, that's uh, that's a secret. Uh, but uh, trying to get a few projects that we have planned. Uh, rolling this year maybe actually have an event that we've been talking Ooh. about talk about mm. since before the pandemic nice. uh, might not even be a anymore i know oh. that there, are, there are already other uh the there's, world
4: there's a old world, world event in umea in umeo yes there you go thank you uh yeah. yeah so there you go you should get up there are you up there where are you it's you uh, uh, and
3: i'm in gothenburg okay so, about uh, five hours from Stockholm, and about, uh, what is it, more than two thirds of the country from Umeå? Okay. It's a very we long You be five country. hours from
4: Stockholm and still far from that place, really?
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, Stockholm is uh, across, uh, Umeå is lengthwise. It's a really long okay. country. Oh, you're down at the tip. Gotcha. I'm not really. About uh, f- three and a half hours from uh, the south of so the most part of Sweden.
4: Mercator projection just screws it all up. Yeah. <laughs>
3: that uh, that is, is. But other than that, trying to get uh, – uh, just to stick with one project this year, that's my res- <laughs> really my resolution. Just uh, trying not to have the oh, shiny syndrome and buying more and more stuff. That just puts uh, put in the pile and uh, the, se- the pile next to the pile. I think we all know about that feeling at least.
4: Mhm. Yes. It's only 11 hours for
3: the record.
1: <laughs> You're really interested in that one, Val. Wanted to get that nailed down. <laughs> Brian,
5: uh, as a Canadian,
4: I'm listen? impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah. That is an actual long drive. No, yeah. No doubt about it.
5: For a uh for a New Year's resolution for myself, I think I would just like to see myself um go to more GTs. I haven't yet haven't had a bad experience going to tournaments and GTs, so they're still fresh and shiny and and awesome and and fun to me. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it show up in more GTs around the Texas area. the The Texas scene has been getting a whole lot bigger than I you know uh, had had expected whenever I first started getting into Warhammer Fantasy, but seeing it pop up and in dallas and all it seems like i'm three hours from everywhere just where i'm at so they're all within a, a decent you know morning drive distance um i'd like to see myself go to the gts and i'd like to get a home game going i'd like to finish my dark elves and have a home game just so i can invite a butt over and teach a mm. warhammer i think that'd be fun
1: play some dark elves versus orcs absolutely yeah if you ever want a bad experience at a tournament, <laughs> I will play you and we can, we can, I can make sure.
4: <laughs> we, that I, out. Why are we, why do we just jump to like, Oh, it's coming. The bad experience is coming. There's no, <laughs> this tournaments no, are good no. times, man.
1: I love I love tournaments. It's if it, for the most part, my tournament experience has been enjoyable. Uh, I think you, you go into it with an attitude of I'm going to have fun no matter what, you know, if someone brings a, yeah. a, a wacky army, that's cool. I'm going to have fun. If someone, you know, is is beer and pretzel in it great i'm gonna play that way and i'm gonna have fun no matter what so i think you you bring that attitude and you're generally gonna have fun yeah
5: i I thought it was funny at the last gt you you had you you just brought in like a 12 pack or a 16 pack of lacroix and you're just passing out lacroix to everybody just uh as beer and pretzel as you could get
1: without beer well uh, unbeer but yeah (laughs) yeah I always say, though, that the, the winner of a game should buy the loser a beer at a tournament.
4: Uh, that's Depends how fast that is. I yeah. like I have vivid memories of an LV at Las Vegas Open I went to, and I was, it was a terrible matchup in 40K, and we, we sort of deployed. He's like, man, I, I can't win this. I was like, mm no, you can't. And then uh, I bought him a couple beers in that case. Yeah. But we got to hang out, made friends. I got a place I can stay in London now. That's the beauty of GTs. Yeah,
1: that's right, Absolutely. You meet, you meet fun friends at, at those. So
4: um,
1: I'd say for me, I think my resolution is uh, I've been doing a really good job. Like I have finished up to 2,500 uh, 2, points uh, Skaven, Wood Elves, and Tomb Kings over this past year. But then I have this problem of like I finished to 2,500 points, but I still have a lot of models in that army. And then I jumped to my next uh, army. So I think this year I'd like to go back and like, finish up more rats so that I have more variability in my army, like finish up the warp lightning cannon, put a few more clan rats in there so that if I want to take them instead of storm vermin or do it a little bit differently, I can do that. Um, Cause I've got a lot of stuff for, for all of them that I, I haven't done. So as much as I'd love to like do a new army project and I have already started on empire. Uh, so I will probably do that in the new year. That's pro- um, so
4: That's prolific. What motivates you to, move that quickly through things or do you, are you just like a paint paint hour a day kind of guy just grinding it
1: it helps when your paint quality is not real high and uh you can just zip through you know but uh i try i do think i've gotten better um and i found a method that works for me so i think that that helps and it 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 looks good to me like i, I like the way that they look and so uh that's good so i found stuff that works for me and then um I, i've just had the the opportunity to, to have the time to, to do it. And, uh, I've gotten faster than I used to be. I don't, I, I mean, I really don't know, uh, got that. What slap chop. Yeah. So what, what was yeah, that? He was smashing like, those
4: game games. You out. got those, sla- you got that slap chop going.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> not, I, I actually didn't until, yeah, I still haven't done that really. I do. I'll do contrast and then like, uh, a layer and then a highlight. for most things and so that's really doing it that way has been helpful but i've also improved on that and then now i've started branching off from that so it really did contrast actually really helped my quality of painting a lot just because it shows me where shadows are and where um colors go so like for me it hasn't been oh i just put some contrast on it and then i'm done or you know Zenithal dry dry brush white you know i'm not slap chopping but it's doing that type of stuff where you get to see the shadows was really important for improving my quality. Um, and because I, I like what I'm producing, it makes me want to paint rather than before. It was like, well, I painted and this looks like crap. And Fair. so I don't really want to paint because I
4: don't like how it looks. So I
5: think contrast helped a lot of people like
4: that. I, I love contrast. Cause you get, you just get that, you get progress. Like you get a model, like when you, even if you just got the equivalent of base coded for, and the old ways of approaching it, it still looks to me like, Holy yeah. crap. Like this feels, it just feels so good. Yeah. So that, then you can do your actually, ironically, the Britonians I was talking about, they're kind of uh based and washed. Uh, um, and it's competently done, but it's funny. All the things that I want to do to it are all the techniques that i never touch. So like <laughs> highlighting and like putting like finishing touches on. So yeah. if I actually do do it, it's uh It's definitely out of my comfort zone, but
1: you know, that's, that's good. And sometimes you get out of your comfort zone, like with my warriors, of Chaos. I feel like I got out of my comfort zone and then it was like, uh, this is actually more than I can do. And it's not looking exactly how I wanted it. Um, and then sometimes you get it and you're like, Oh, this is actually exactly what I wanted and this. This is great. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say for like those, those people that have their, you know, their models and they're like, this doesn't look the way I want it. Uh, that's the way I really always was up until maybe the last year or two I was like, I'd get disappointed with my armies after I finished them. Um, but I, I've just keep going, you know, to those listening, just keep trying doing new methods, um, and, and do things that work for you and enjoy it. and mm-hmm. And that'll come. You'll, you'll learn to enjoy it. I think
0: yeah i've always found the highlighting the most satisfying part like i feel like the base coating and washing is like the work you gotta put in and then when you get to the highlighting i feel like that really brings up the colors and i actually feel like oh this looks really nice now like i feel like that's where i get the most satisfaction in terms of the stages that i paint through
1: yeah you feel Mm -hmm. like a pro to you're like oh look i'm highlighting like i can do this and i'm doing great yeah 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 Yeah, the base and shades is
5: kind of the trust the process portion you're just trusting that eventually you'll get to the highlighting and then mm-hmm. it'll start to, you know, shape into what you're looking for.
1: Absolutely.
3: you've got the lovely part with, between when you set, set a lot of base colors and you're starting to see progress, and you feel like, yeah, this would do. And then you have the other 25% between it actually being finished and it just looks like, why am I doing this? This looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really need that. to trust the process. There's something yeah. that's missing. Mm-hmm. That's
2: why, like, when people talk about batch painting... I like batch painting, but I need to always paint at least one fully to completion so I could see yeah. what I'm actually aiming for. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I just feel like, no, nah, is this going to work, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, so. Yeah.
0: The last thing we do we is just finish just... the batch and then realize you want to change the color yeah. scheme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. This was the first year that I, like, would do a sample model and, like, write down all the colors I used mm. and put it on Excel. And, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the first year I did that. And that was really helpful for me. And I was like, oh... And now, I guess, with my resolution being going back and doing stuff with all those older armies, I actually have the paints listed off, and I'm like, "Oh, crud! What red did I use for this?" Absolutely,
0: absolutely. My empire
2: was half old citadel paints. No, I was just saying the paints get out of date, like you know, the formulas oh, yeah. change. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: But yes, yeah, I was go gonna say, even even the. Not even necessarily repainting the same models, but sometimes you look back and all that, and go, "How did I get that red exactly?" And then, mm-hmm. yeah, if you've written mm-hmm. it down, then you can reuse that technique in completely other different um, contexts
1: and other models for sure. Yeah, that's true too. Well, we did have one user. Uh, I asked if anyone had uh, questions that they might want to ask us. Uh, what what paints do y'all use? Are y'all like Citadel? You like what? What do y'all use? What's your favorites?
2: I mean, um, I'm Vallejo like
0: Citadel and Vallejo that's pretty much it I've yeah that's it really yeah I've got yeah most of the Vallejo um, model colours some of the, um, uh, the what's it I can't remember the other name. But the, the, the two types of Vallejos I've got those um, game colour and model colour yeah game colour and model colour yeah, I've got yeah. most of the game colour and a few of the models just to fill it out and then I've got a whole bunch of this, the contrast but also the army painter quick paints because I, I feel like they're they're really nice as well, um, uh, and yeah, that's mainly what I've what I use. Maybe some inks and stuff. I like the army painter washes. Too. Mm. Me
4: too. Yeah. yeah, I'm in the process of switching over. Pretty much just army painter. I'm not gonna lie. Because I, is that I, I gave you up... free ones, or you... uh, no thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm not. I'm not that kind of a influencer guy yet. Although Adam Bramowitz is a tournament friend. For for years from years back so actually i've been super happy to see his success there and um he's the army penner guy he's like does all the videos well, um, but uh yeah no i think some, i'm some over because i love the speed point speed paints mm-hmm. the original um just next to contrast they just sort of do what's on the tin more consistently than contrast i find like a lot of the contrasts are like paint to paint almost like very very different in how they actually apply yeah. to the model and I'm a dum dum, and I don't have the patience. So um, speed paints I've found to be more consistent, which I really like. And their marketing has really been uh, crushing it. With the, the I don't I don't even know what these fanatic paints are, but phew, take my money um, because I feel like everyone on, on YouTube that has a hobby channel has been sent a, a dump truck of of their <laughs> new paint line. Um, yeah. But I have always liked their washes a lot. I find their washes have been very very consistent, and enjoyable. So that, and I do that's have, what I've
1: have heard. I- I haven't used a lot of army. Well, I haven't used any army painter, but from people I trust or whatever that they've said, like, especially the newer stuff that army painters coming out with has yeah. been better. Like the speed paints, the washes and those types of things, they've been, uh, really good. And then, and then I've started hearing more about the fanatic stuff. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And also like, I gotta say like, cause I'm, I am a guy who literally would transfer the Citadel to the, to the dropper bottles. And I think at some point you just gotta look at your life you gotta ask yourself, <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you why why are you transferring the most bottle. expensive yeah. paint that exists yeah. into a dropper bottle, so you don't <laughs> waste it and doesn't dry out? Why not just get just company, either Vallejo or <laughs> Army like one of the, any of the other ones that are as good? Just, just stop. Just Look bottle. at yourself. Yeah, nah, you're right. Yeah,
0: no, I do that with that. the contrast. No. That was a relatively easy process because it's quite um, liquid. <laughs> Whereas if you're yes. doing it with proper paint, Even still, oh
4: my god. Contrast <laughs> is like very expensive. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And it sticks to the inside. It's like it separates really badly. Yeah, like, so you gotta like put that, you gotta uh, put a ball yeah. in there to shake yeah. it up. Yeah. But, but, oh, the yeah. silicon it's gray cool.
2: for just continually separates
4: and just has white at the bottom. Remember, um, between one of my like uh, like high school to university levels somewhere in university i went a little crazy i was like that's it i gotta paint some models and i went and i went to get my paints and this is we like oh five or something like that and they were all dry like some of them i'd literally never cracked they, they all dried and i marched into the games workshop put this bag of paint on the on the counter and he just looked at me and was like what do you want me to do about this buddy i'm like these paints are all dried out i want new paints he's like i'll give you half new paints i was like fine yeah. <laughs> that's that's better than i expected <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Me too. i was a little taken aback but uh yeah so okay enough with this tyranny citadel i'm out citadel's got their hooks in me i need to try oh, out I know. Some, mm-hmm. some uh speed paints i always bought the citadel i would go to the store mad and, the, and i would just still buy the citadel just just like everyone else just like the rest of us um <laughs> i I, <laughs> I was just
5: gonna say the only uh the only non Citadel I have is a pro acryl white, bold titanium white, so I don't mm-hmm. have to oh, yeah. deal with Corax white.
4: Yeah. That's
5: one, yeah. uh, I'm just not dealing with that one anymore.
4: I think I have their black. I think their black is really
2: good too. I've heard Ministic good things about black. that. I
5: need, I need to try that
2: because I always struggle with white. And it, what's the other good metallic ones? There's, there's a few companies that do some other metallics that are.
4: I've got a lot uh, of Vallejo metal. Vallejo metal, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. metal color is good. Mm. Yeah. All right. So we've got some resolutions. Uh, we've got some resolutions done. Why don't we talk about predictions, right? We got a little bit of time to talk about predictions. What do you see coming? Um, we've gotten a few things. We we know some of the fine cast models we have for Brett's uh, the, the fine cast tomb King. We know the big plastic dragon for the tomb Kings. We know the foot Knights, we know the Pegasus Lord. Uh, but what, what, the old world modeler kit is going to be released this year, but we haven't seen yet. What are you predicting released this year that we haven't seen? Can anyone, if we do this In twenty twenty four? Yeah. Over 2024. What are you, you know, what are you going to be able to gloat to the other hosts about that? You nailed it. You knew that this was coming, coming down the line. What do you think? Do you want me to pick one? i can do. yeah it. yeah I, go, um, go first get, grab the best shot yeah go I for will. it uh,
0: a peasant character don't have any of those and it's in the book so it's gonna be <laughs> either a, a yeoman mounted or on foot uh probably mounted i would say
1: that's what i'll pick yeah yeah a okay. mounted peasant character a mounted peasant character do you think this is going to be like how in uh so books seventh ed books they started putting like unit upgrades in the but in the unit entry like uh this i think the beastmen have some of those do you think it'll be one of those or do you think is it going to be in the character section what do you think
0: well in the preview of the Brett's, there was a surgeon at arms like noted in the character oh, section right.
1: so that's what i'm referring to so there is okay. there
0: is no such thing as that model currently in the brett Reigns whatsoever so i reckon that's
1: what they're, they'll they might they might put one out this year hopefully Sneaky and cheating. Okay, good. Good, good job. All <laughs> right, who, else? who else has a prediction?
5: I'm going to say that they're going to, by the end of 2024, they're going to release Orcs and Goblins versus Empire or Dwarfs. Either works. Um, and they're going to release an updated Orc Shaman on Wyvern model. Because like we've had, we Ooh. haven't had that for a long time. And uh, I, I don't know that they want to reprint that model so i'm just instead of cutting it from the book i'm just hoping they they put out a new model for it in the same way that they came out with the new pegasus
4: okay did the brett's ever have a pegasus for characters yeah yeah they had the marauder didn't they like like way back when but is there ever been a citadel pegasus oh like a character Mm, yeah six edition like a dedicated model no no i think it's new
1: well, they they sold, didn't they? Sell the Bretonian Pegasus. You could buy it in the unit, or you could buy it as an individual model. Isn't that how it worked?
2: Ah, oh, yeah, Was yeah, it... like actual normal peg riders.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 So I think a lot of people just use the the yeah. individual so one, but yeah,
0: I, I don't want the dedicated. Yeah. Yeah, and like stick a lord on or something. Yeah. Yeah.
4: My My prediction would be for plastic kit Empire War Wagon. Oh. That'll be amazing. That'll be amazing. they, they, they lost that. the they lost two of the luminarchs probably due to lore reasons. Oh. Um so oh. they, they they don't have they don't have there as many. They've only the altar <laughs> or haven't they? In that yeah, they, they're down at the altar. Yeah, um, so there's no luminarch of Hish, or uh, uh, or or the Hurricaneum. So uh, I'm going War Wagon because I don't know why they ever got rid of it. To be frank, mm. yeah. It's I think they said on. that it was replaced by the steam tank, of which they made eight. I'm like, guys, come on. There's not, there's not enough steam <laughs> tanks. Let's, up the, let's get those numbers up.
2: I'd like to. I mean, I don't think this is going to happen, but like the Hyra the Titan isn't in Tomb Kings. It never got a model. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to yeah, see no that. But I that. mean, they've already just added a big dragon, so it makes me less confident that we'd get that.
1: Yeah. So. Um,
2: but I wouldn't mind it at least finishing what what books they're like. Are, are those, do we expect those would be in the rule book? You know, the ones that didn't get models still? Like, what do you think? Oh
1: uh, Man, I don't know. It, like thinking back to the way that they talked about it, because they said like all of the old models that you had, you'll be able to use or whatever. Yeah. So, you <laughs> yeah, know, if it's one. not a model, then maybe they just like scrap it. Like we're yeah. just going to go back to the, Bone giant. Yeah, that's but a, it. a good new bone giant would be good. I'm going to go look up that wording. I was thinking about this. That's a good call, though. That'd be nice if they did that. Christopher, yeah. yeah. what about you?
3: Ooh.
1: What's your prediction uh, of a model release or kit?
3: I'm thinking that if, if they are going to release Empire this year, if. There's, there's been a bit, bit of a talk, at least we have talked about it a lot, given that they first previewed it as a, uh, there are of, of three emperors. So there might be some kind, not, not necessarily entirely new plastic kit, but maybe some kind of a way of upgrading them. Uh, so they looked like they are from, so the state troops look like they are from different provinces or belong to the three different factions instead of having three entirely different kits for those.
1: Okay, upgrade kit, that's a good good idea. Honestly, I'd, I would have loved if they'd done upgrade kits for, like, the mm, Toon King yeah. skeletons. Like, if they'd just done some more of those heads that are more Egyptian, more Kopeshes, and then, like, that would have gone a long yeah. way for me. Um, yeah, cool. Pretty good idea. But, uh, but I don't predict that. I do don't think what—this what, is this is more what I'd love to see rather than what I actually think I'll do. Uh, I want some big ones uh, and mm. I would, mm. I think they'll do some big so they'll, they'll differentiate between the orcs and then they'll do some big and that are more like the, the size of knobs from 40 K, you know, a that's lot a bigger. Good call. And then I, like I, I would yeah. love, Oh man, I've yeah. actually thought about buying knobs to turn into big but that's rather expensive because knobs come in like units mm-hmm. of five. And yeah. that's, you
3: know, wouldn't like- that just be putting uh, the iron jewels from A to Sigma on square basis?
1: No, but the iron jaws have those like w- that rounded metal plating yeah. stuff, and so I am thinking like less armored, but just bigger than regular oh.
4: orcs. Um, you got those shirtless party orcs, though. You could, you could <laughs> the, the T-shirt time orcs. You could you could mm-hmm. you could get those guys. Yeah, the ones that yeah. just came out with the with AOS.
1: Oh yeah, yeah the yeah the ones that just have like all that rounded beaten metal like leg stuff, but they're up the the torso is all. They're just ripped. They're just jacked. Jacked green. They don't
2: come in boxes of three, do they? <laughs> they
1: be I think those two? are five. Oh, five. Know, uh, but, okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, again, you get that problem of, yeah, you got five. And those are like super dynamic and big. Mm. I think those are bigger than black orcs and stuff like that. You get that problem. They, they won't do big uns because of that, because they'll be bigger than black orcs or whatever. But I'd love to see it. Uh, so that's my prediction. Big uns. Uh, all right. So this is a lore question is kind of, you can choose a, uh, the old world character that will receive the most lore attention. So who's going to be the big lore character in the old world, this upcoming year, 2024, who are the, you know, any books they come out with either for black library or narrative books for the, for the sets, what's it going to be? We're like, I don't know the world. No idea, yeah. I mean,
2: <laughs> I would expect we're going to see a lot of stuff around those, like those three, well, at least the different factions, like Christopher was saying, but I just don't think they're going to be characters that we uh, overly know right now. Because when's Magnus, when's the, um, like is he alive at this point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I would think him at some point, but I just don't know if that's this year. Because I think they'd flesh him out more if it expands to the, you know the actual war against chaos, but yeah. I, I thought Setra was going to be one, but I don't know. It feels like he's not focused on the Tomb Kings,
1: at least in this initial release. You, Gamma, you can't, you can't grab both of them. Mm, you can't yeah, grab all yeah, of them, true. right? He's like, you're going to list off like five of them and we're all going to be left with none. <laughs> I see what you're up to over there. <laughs> I'll take Magnus. Okay, Magnus.
5: Did they say who the protagonist of Lords of the Lance is going to be?
1: They uh, uh, did but i can't remember the names yeah
5: it He's was a great
4: grand uncle of of somebody yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: it was someone who was in guardians of the forest it was like their uncle's their brother's roommate. oh yeah that's right
4: that's right right
1: is that is that yours brian i thought you'd take a green skin do you know any greenskins alive at this time
5: i don't um I, i'm hoping they release a greenskin war boss uh, and give him enough lore to give Lou and Orc Slayer uh, the right. reason to have that name and mm-hmm. and earn that name and and come up against just a really cool, awesome war boss. But I, I don't know anything about the you, setting.
1: You so. can you can choose a made up orc character that will that will be the antagonist to, to the to Orc Slayer. Is sure. that who you want to choose? Uh, yeah, unnamed. Uh, who I'll choose.
5: Because they they've got to come up with something good, you know, for Lewin to come up against. So,
1: and now that he's given us a name who's gonna who's gonna take Lewin orkslayer? Someone someone's like oh wait, well, that sounds great. They are alive. I'll take that one. Yeah. <laughs> who's gonna take the easy way out there?
0: Sure, I'll take him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, good call. Good call. Yeah.
0: I don't know if he will necessarily be big. I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how they expand on the Lords of the Lance because so, I think it's, the, I think it's the, like the relative of the Duke of Quinellis that's the main part of that. So I wonder if he will, they will sort of build on that lore and, and, and build up some, some completely novel characters that we haven't really encountered before. I think that would be cool.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take an easy way out. And I mine that I had in my mind was definitely Cetra. Uh, I do think Cetra will will show up in some lore stuff so um, I think that'll be there any mm-hmm. other guesses of named or you just think a, a they will I'm make f- that out of thin, thin air somewhere
3: I'm thinking the new uh, the not the dumb style the prophet on uh, the oh yeah the biggest, on the unicorn since that's the gen the- yeah she was, uh, since that was a named character in the first uh, release, the preview of that character. Okay. I'm thinking that they will probably have more than uh, more than a name for that story. That yeah. Point. It might be a cop-out, but that's uh, what yeah. I can come up with. I think
1: with. none of us know at this point, so we're just latching yeah. on to literally any names we know.
3: Um, <laughs> it's either that or a tech list, depending on how far, mm. far they want to put him in the yeah. story. Yeah given that he helped found the colleges of magic later on or forced the the puny humans to adapt to an elven way of thinking you can't have more than one lore that's bad for you i'm gonna
4: say um just some random guy in the border princess some will we'll like uncover some sort of a relic that Sparks something that tips off the whole rise of chaos, or something like that. Something something happens in the desert that that uh, that 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 uh, disturbs the magical forces that get us into the de- next tier of this uh, this narrative. Because it does feel very Order Prince's focused. Not even just not even really Old World, but more like that sort of Nether region, which I think in the earlier articles they referred to a lot. That it was sort of. Yeah. You know, the narrative will be driven around there, which provides them a lot of flexibility for involving different factions all sort of coalescing in that area. Um, yeah. So I'd say, yeah, probably a, a yet unnamed character um, in sort of the the in-between of the old world.
5: I like that. Some some guy shows up in Kimri with a scarab-shaped key that happens to fit into some gold-plated book that he shouldn't have opened. Exactly, yeah.
4: Know. Yeah, there you go. His it's name's... Fun. Fanfred. <laughs> 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 well,
3: there are, are uh, Tomb King tombs in The Border Princess, so might just uh, find them there. Mm.
1: Alright, well, um, for the sake of time, I do have, uh, rather than do some of the other questions I think that uh, I had written down there, I did, there are a couple of listener questions that I think actually get us to some better points of, of uh, where we want to go mm. with the remainder of our time. I thought this one... Uh, was really good. Actually, this was kind of two users together. Uh, Ravenclaw's, he's been on uh, our pod before, and, and someone named uh, Gotrick. Uh, Ravenclaw's asked, uh, what makes a game memorable for you? Or is there a game that you still remember years later for good or ill? And um, uh, Gotrick asked, if you had to choose just one, what's your single best favorite Warhammer-related memory? It can be related to hobby, not necessarily moment in the game. So take all that kind of together. Just what's what's your best memory, game memory, hobby memory, or whatever, and what makes such a memory memorable?
0: My favorite memory was back – this is really young. I was playing with 12 with my friend who took some – what else? This is back in, I think, it would have been 5th edition. And he took the Hydra Sword – which on his general, which was like, I think it was every wound causes D6 wounds or something like that. And we misread it as every hit causes D6 hits and every wound causes D6 hits. And we completely misplayed it. And so this general was like destroying my army. It was like doing 30 wounds every combat round. And it was like this completely one-sided game um and so I lost horribly but it's just it was just so funny the way it worked out and I, I, I we we still didn't understand even after the game that how we completely rolled misread until years later but um uh but yeah it's that kind of thing where it's just like know <laughs> disastrously destroyed my army in a completely great way that I don't know I, I still remember even to this day like that was decades ago yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I think it's very warhammery that someone's favorite memory is of uh, not playing the rules correctly because I think that's a very warhammery memory for all of us
6: <laughs>
2: oh, mine's an old one too and it's not a favourite memory but it's one that just sticks out as the Curse of Years spell from 5th that I think it was and my mate had Undead and I had Lizardman and he just continued to use the Curse of Years my block of Lizardmen with the the slang Mage Priest in there and I'd always end up rolling whatever he had ended up not wanting to roll and just yeah, take my unit off all the time. And I just get so furious. <laughs> just, yeah, but I don't know if that's a good memory or not, but it just, I don't know. It just feels like yeah. as much as we don't want the big bad spells and stuff, it is, I don't know, it's those things are the fun things. Um, I don't know, just that's fantastical element of, you know, it's not all just maths. It's also just a bit of fun and randomity that comes into it that, you know, swings the game here or there.
4: So. Yeah. I think there's no it's I, I don't think it's a coincidence that Warhammer is especially the game is is so thrilling and addictive be, um and the fact that it's it's generated through dice. The like human beings just love random outcomes that are generated by specifically yeah, six-sided sure. 6, added, six added cubes. Yeah. Um and like for me, like some of the sticks out, like my first three games were all Lizardmen. I was playing Lizardmen against dwarves. Uh, in eighth edition about 2 years ago when i first started playing and um i was just snake bit i couldn't roll to save my life and i remember there was a situation where my temple guard unit with uh with the slan, um they they broke which means they failed a leadership 10 cold-blooded Stop. check um uh, it was a panic t- i think it was a panic I don't, there was no or there was a, yeah it was a panic check <laughs> It wasn't even it wasn't even combat but they so I basically failed uh, cold-blooded re-rolled because of BSB leadership 10 check which is like a lottery ticket you know odds it's, it's very poor odds that, that happens they run by the time they rally, they turn around uh, there was a unit of Slayers that was now just one guy who then charged the flank of that unit and then just proceeded to hold them up uh, for the <laughs> remainder of the turns that I just ground out because I was so mad. And uh, that's how that game ended because <laughs> there you go. screw all of that. Um, but it was hilarious. And that was basically an, uh, all three games that I played against my buddy and his dwarves were like that. There was just yeah. confoundingly bad. Well,
1: what, what you're saying though about random too, is like uh, in my hiatus between the end times. And, and when I got back into Warhammer fantasy, I played a lot of different games that, you know, people touted as this is more balanced or whatever. And, and I had a lot of fun playing uh, Armada and Bolt Action and stuff like that. Um, but I did discover that for me, part of the fun of Warhammer Fantasy is the customization of your characters and your army mm-hmm. so much more than in other games. Yeah. And that that leads to imbalances. And that those imbalances are fixed somewhat by that it's still a dice game and it's random. And so for me, that randomness and that swinginess and that imbalance, it's, it's part of the, what I love in the game. Um, And so uh, I discovered that through that process.
0: Yeah. I found the same with Warmaster as well. Yeah.
4: Just the, the, it feels different. The true Warhammer. I, um, I think watching, so I I was very, very involved in in higher tiers of competitive 40k, not as a player, but as a streamer and as a kind of almost like a reporter of it. And um, what I found fascinating about watching like some of the the best 40k players was, is that, um, because 40k has, you know, random charges and all sorts of random elements, but what what they are good at is mitigating risk. So it's about not taking or, or very much understanding the risk that you're taking when you do an action or not do an action. And I think like a lot of people are really hung up on this like random charge distances. Well, it's random. Well, yes, but <laughs> so how do you? So if that is a factor, um, and you're not guaranteed a certain range, how do you? How do you control for that? How do you set yourself wow. up so that um, if something were to fail, that you're not hung out to dry? And that that is where the the I think the skill of of playing Warhammer, whether it's fantasy or 40k, really comes in into play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be played on that. It can played at that tier, or it can be played. You know, in the just as I often do, just riding that riding that dragon all the way yeah. through well, yeah. um, up and down, you yeah. know, not not fully aware of any of the consequences. And I, uh, I can't make decisions in game that
1: I feel like the models themselves wouldn't make. Like I always love to see like, in the
4: first round. Love to see an opponent down. like you in the first round.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, oh, Absolutely. Look, I'm never going to win a tournament. But, well, I'm going to be very clear about that uh because i'm like look if my orcs are not going to move backwards no yeah. orc would move backwards why would these uh, eat, or wait for the old world you're
2: not going to send a little night goblin shaman out as a redirector as a, oh as no a i will do that character. because i'm
1: all orcs that night goblin <laughs> okay. shaman is going to be well, tied you up die. you're going to toss yeah, him yeah. out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you uh, go eat a yeah. eat a mushroom have good, some I like fun. Well, um, sure. actually that that is is a plan that i've had is like a couple of night goblin shaman redirectors uh, as my only goblins in the, in my list to just shove them out front and use them as like little, um, but, but yeah, like if I've got one wound on a dragon Lord or whatever, I can't run away. Like it's a yeah, dragon, it's a dragon, yeah. it's a dragon noble. It has to go fight. It's like, I cannot do that. Uh, so yeah, yes. People do want to play me, uh, in, in tournaments because I will be dumb. I fall into
5: that trap too. I've got a war boss on a wyvern, and he's gonna he's gonna fight the vampire lord, even though I know he's just gonna get mauled. But it it would be unorky for him to not not charge that vampire lord.
4: But look at that batonium, Look at that duke on that on mm. that hippogriff, man. Maybe an orc orc lord on a orc war boss on a on a wyvern is gonna be some badass stuff this time. Let's do it. I'm Maybe excited Maybe about what the vampire lord's going to look like. <laughs> 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 yeah. a vampire lord is lord on a zombie dragon. You think? Oh it. man! Hopefully yeah. they did something about cannons. Please, yeah. just let the oh. big guys live.
3: Yeah.
1: Brian or Christopher, what's your favorite memory?
3: Oh, my favorite memory is probably trying to shoehorn a magical ranged weapon into every mage I ever owned, <laughs> 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 since they usually tend. to I love mages. I love the magic fa- phase in sixth edition. I usually manage to roll that they lose all of their magical abilities on turn one or two. <laughs> so, having a, a magical range weapon or some kind of way of dealing damage after that is usually the way to go for me. And I, and it's just uh, it's been so so since then, like that for about uh, how long it's been? Oh, it's been over twenty years now, off and on. So, yeah. Uh, how, Your luck how
4: will you change. It? Yeah, you you know, just need a couple more dice rolls, and it'll even out.
3: Yeah. Well, at least uh, it might change in, uh, in the old world, given that the, the magic face change, has changed entirely in that case.
5: Uh, my fondest memory, it's kind of a collection of memories. I run uh, a set of Night Goblin shooters, and they've never actually killed anything with their bows, but
1: <laughs> they—they've
5: killed uh, Ryan's. Uh, I think it was a scarvet on cold one. They killed him. In, they killed that in melee combat. In they killed, combat yep. They killed a paladin wow. on a pegasus in combat, and they killed the what's the dark elf lord the dread lord. They killed a dread lord on a dark pegasus in combat. <laughs> I I don't know why. Apparently, my night goblins have heroic killing blow or something like that.
1: But um, oh man, I couldn't believe it when they killed that vet I was like, he's like one up, what do you one up re-rollable or he was either one up or or one up four up ward. It was crazy, and they just yeah took took care of him.
0: Oh, yeah. actually killed him.
1: Beat him in combat and run him down. Like no, no, him.
5: straight <laughs> murder. <laughs> <Outright>. <laughs> that
1: is yeah. they, they dined on scarvet that night. Yeah, they can't shoot anything. They've never ki- They haven't
5: even killed trash <laughs> with with uh, their bows. But if they come <laughs> up against a character, I'm betting on them. sending
1: them in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, my my favorite definitely has to do with uh, foot of gork. And it was a big six person game, and uh, I was I was the orcs, and one of the other uh, someone was an evil person because they took uh, demons of chaos, and this was a seventh ed game, so they were a horrible person. Um, but they had Kairos Fate Weaver, and one of our opponents had Teclas, so they were also a horrible person, uh, Teclas and seventh. So those were like the two generals were Kairos and Teclas, and I had a level four orc. Uh, Shaman, and he did have Foot of Gork, and it was getting close to the end of the game. We're like in the Magic phase, and we're like, "What are we going to do?" You know, we don't really have. I get, and I was like, "Well, let me cast Foot of Gork on Teclis and maybe that'll do something." So Gork uh, stomped out Teclis and his unit killed him flat, uh, and and then rolled a one, uh, and our opponents decided to stomp on Kairos Fate Weaver, and uh, the he killed fire Fateweaver. fate weaver. So in a single turn, uh, Gork had a whole blast stomping on, uh, two of the most powerful magic users in the game. And that level, level four shaman was just having a, a grand old green time. <laughs> so that, but, but again, that's the, those swingy moments, those mm. crazy moments where it's just, this should never happen. How did this happen? Are, are the best is the same when, uh, Brian's, shaman stomped on my black orcs of oh so many times uh and then rolled a one and i chose to stomp on it was on the uh on who did i stomp uh, stomp on was it the you had a wyvern rider right brian
5: yeah yeah i stomped and i killed your lizardman general and then you stomped and killed my war boss and so (laughs) on turn one we were both left without our
1: most expensive lords (laughs) (laughs) The the good gork giveth and the good gork taketh away. Funny. So.
4: Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Yeah, that's
1: go. right. That's right. Uh, so as we're we're finishing up, one last question regarding the old world. Um, you can want, do one of these two. Where are we going to be on December thirty first, twenty twenty four? Where is the old world going to be? What do you think? Your prediction there, or. You could, you could answer this from Warboss Grimdaka, who asked, how would you define success for the old world as a game system? What would it have to do in terms of releases, rules, or long-term support? So either one of those. Where will we be in one year, or what does success for the old world look like?
4: Mm.
0: I would be hopeful we've had at least one more sort of campaign book release during the mm. year. Um, to help maintain the momentum after the initial launch, you know, maybe halfway through the year or something like that. I feel like that would be a pretty good year if we'd had two major releases. I agree with that. That would be
2: four factions out, basically. Is that what you mean, as well? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, because I I was thinking the first
2: two years would be good if they got most of those core ones out and then had a couple of years of all the other random stuff, maybe. yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And yeah, I think, yeah, Awesome Goblins, and Empire probably be a good, likely as the set next year to come out. I would, I would, I would suggest. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just keen to see some Bretonian lore and yeah, the Tomb King stuff coming through, and I think that's going to be good, good fun as well.
6: Yeah.
2: Can I? I'll be a bit controversial, but I, I think at the end of next year and i'm not ever i'm not suggesting that aos is going to suffer but i think there'll be conversations about how big this game will be versus what i don't know like i think there's going to be
0: you know in well, terms you might of plant supplant aos well no i
2: don't think it will but i think in terms of tournament numbers and stuff so, cuz i don't know like at the big tournaments right now pull, what i don't know 200 players do they like in the us for aos no cracked. idea. I don't know. I think it was cracking <laughs> no 200 idea. for some of them. I, I don't know. I reckon yeah, yeah, I at least Ken in the first year, I'm not true. saying long term, but I reckon in the first year because of the new nurse and all that stuff, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these tournaments might get to that level. And I think start. it just
0: depends on the model support. Like if there's enough models mm-hmm. released that so people can buy it and actually start a new arm, like new players coming in and actually picking it up, then it could facilitate that. But if everything's out of stock
1: and people can't get anything, yeah, that's I true. It's
0: really yep. gonna interfere the growth of it this year.
1: Yeah. Yep. I'd say that would be my success looks like GW supporting the game well in model availability. Uh, mm-hmm. Both, yep. mm-hmm. you know, for mm-hmm. these big releases like that's coming up in in, in January or, or whenever it's coming up, that there's enough that it meets demand, uh, but also that they do some stuff for the armies that are on the outskirts. That you know, even if it's not, you know, it, it, it's not going to be everything available immediately, right? That's just not possible. Well, I mean, that would be amazing if it was that. That would be wow, outstanding. Like the core but- faction, the Ninth Corps, I mean. Well, maybe the nine core, um, but I'm just saying like, if they could, uh, for me, it's have those core ones available as they plan and enough for the people that want them. And then some other stuff available in whatever way that looks like, you know, whether it's every month they're going to do, you know, a couple core from a different army that you can't currently get or what, just Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I think that would look Mm -hmm. like success to me because I think, you're going to have people excited with all that's going on. But if you don't have models in their hands, that excitement dies.
6: Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah for sure. I think uh, hmm. I, I, I want to say there'll be I want to say six factions on the first year, but I think that doesn't make a lot of sense because piece of me feels like this is a three year cycle. So like we're going to so that that would be a little fast. Uh, but I would say four in the first half of the year makes sense because the second half will have aOS drop., yep. yeah. Um, I, I can't agree with you more. Like success looks like them actually making enough kits to meet demand and feed feed the feed this thing. Um, my My biggest suspicion is actually that AOS is very safe. I feel like AOS is an almost organically grown player base, yeah, completely separate from a lot of fantasy players. Most fantasy players went to 40k, X-wing, um, you know, maybe other versions of rank and flank. I think basically you see none of those games survive, like, uh, or at least a lot of those communities start to really collapse. I think total war, uh, I think total war, uh, old world really sucks the air out of the room um, when GW comes to play in any of these segments. Yeah, um, they just people just love Warhammer. It's not so much war gaming. Um, so yeah, I think. I think you see a lot of players come from 40K, actually, just because it's a big player group. I mean, and I think 40K is, I think people are burned out on it a lot. And there are so many, especially in the event community, that have their roots in uh, in playing fantasy that, um, that they all just kind of want to go back. I know with a lot of my close friends, they're all very, very serious 40K players. They can't wait for Old World. So yeah. that would be my big prediction is, I don't think that I, honestly, a lot of them can leave, and it won't be a drop nah, in the bucket for yeah, a forty k player base. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, I think I think really the bigger threat up is the old be,
2: world numbers. This is the thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
4: But I, I think it's 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 really those other rank flank games are probably under serious threat. I don't know how significant those communities really yeah. are in the grand scheme of things. Do you um, think but I think a, a lot of might be a significant
0: portion of people still continue to play 6th edition. No, no.
4: Yeah. I think I think there'll be gaming groups do that do. About,
1: what do you think right. about that, Christopher?
3: Well, I know that uh, at least with the people I've talked talked with, uh, that people will still be playing sixth edition. But everyone will be trying out the old world when it's released. And if it's a better system, might play that. If it's everyone just feels like playing sixth edition, we're gonna play that. It uh, doesn't have to be either or. It can be both depending on what you feel like playing with. And, and also uh, what would be, uh, be a success for this would be if it's uh, all of what all of you have mentioned pretty much, we're going to be a bit on that, it. but also be if we can get new players that haven't been yeah. connected to Warhammer before the, or the old world setting before mm. to actually get into the game and uh, yeah. get hooked and continue playing to actually grow the community. Going forward, mm, that's true. Yeah. If we
2: can, I mean, I don't think it's totally the focus, but if we can grab that younger, you know, the people who—not I shouldn't say younger, but the people who were playing Total Total War um, at some point also, because when we played, me and Andrew, our other um, host, we're always playing, and my daughter's friends come over and like the guys, they all play Total War, so they're a bunch of eighteen-year-olds, seventeen-year-olds, and they. They can walk in and they go, Oh, that's Tomb Kings, that's high. They know everything. They don't know the <laughs> game cool. at all. It's so right. funny. It's yeah. Like, yeah.
1: wow. Well, um, so, well, yeah. And mm. w- with with what Val was saying about forty K, I also think like I'm on a couple AOS like uh, channels. I don't play, but I'm interested sometimes in like the lore and stuff. So um, another podcast I listen to, The Mortal Realms, I'm in their Discord and like I've noticed a lot of the AOS players are interested in playing both, right? So it's not like <laughs> mm. I don't think that the old world is is going to like pull players out of AOS into it. But I do think that there's a lot of people that are like in AOS that used to play fantasy and that are interested or, um, you know, they like some of the stuff. So I, I think there's going to be stuff there um, on, on Total War Warhammer. I mean, we have on the Discord a ton of the new people who've been coming in recently, uh, I think – Brian, you've probably seen this too, that a lot of them have, have played Total War and we are getting a younger group in the Discord, at least sometimes. And thats I think that's encouraging um, to see that. And it it does make me sad when sometimes uh, older grognards act like you know gatekeepers and, and do mm-hmm. that. And I, I don't think anyone here is interested in that at all. I think no. all of us are really interested in growing the game. Um, but I love seeing seeing the new, new players, uh, join. And I've been, I, and also really encouraged with like six ed. I know that, you know, six ed players love their game. And that's one of the awesome things about six ed players is they were like, no, this is a game I like," And, and so that's what I'm going to stick with when it, you know, when seventh ed or eighth ed came around, especially. Um, and so I think they're actually one of the tougher cells for the old world because, They like, like, then y'all know what you like, right? And, uh, and that's a good thing too. But I've been encouraged seeing some of them, you know, as Christopher said, y'all talking about, hey, we're going to try this out and give it a go. And it's, you know, it'll be fun. And I think, uh, GW's done some good stuff. So I'm hopeful. Uh, I really am. Uh, I think this can be really exciting and fun.
4: I'm super confident that I think, I think this is definitely the game that everyone was kind of assuming 10th edition. Sorry, not tenth edition. It would have been ninth edition. Was going to be It's heart, One of the most heartbreaking things is to go back and listen to old, old podcasts mm. in oh. late, late era eighth ed, and hear oh people God. pining about 9th edition. Like, oh man, Don't I can't myself. wait for ninth. Yeah. They could come back and fix Don't some do of that this. Do it yourself. Don't do it yourself. It's, no, it's no, brutal. As the like, guys, the campaign's that, uh, called the end times. Guys, guys, guys. Yeah. It's called the end times. Look, yeah. just think about it for a second. And, um, yeah. and then just the, 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 gro- the sadness when it does happen, um, is, is real. And so like, I can see too, like, there was just like, there was a long period of like compounding bitterness, both in how they managed the games when they existed that alienated a big chunk of the player base and they continued to play games that they enjoyed, whether that was six or other, th- other things. I just think that like this game is so clearly nostalgia bait and has been targeted, I think right at, uh, players that, Uh, like winning back players in a way that 8th edition 40k did for 40k 40k was dead like it was it was like games workshop was on the ropes uh when 8th ed came out 7th edition 6th edition are two of the worst editions of 40k like i think far worse than anything 8th edition did (laughs) in in fantasy like 6th and 7th edition 40k were brutal games bad 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 games unsupported broken literally unanswerable rules interactions um, they were terrible. And so when they blew the conch shell and said, you know what, we're going to try hard this time, um, people came back like like crazy they came back. And I think that's really where the player base for Old World will come from is, is people who haven't had a game that, that GW has offered to them. And GW is going to offer. And um, I think that will be – that's clear. I think the targeted group at, at the beginning get that base. Yeah. And then from uh, there, yeah. yeah. And then from there, that hopefully that can become a community of people who are enthusiastic. um, That can then drive, you know, more people to the game um, and bring in people who are, and you know, interested from other other areas like Total War or whatever it might be. But yeah. yeah. And do you think that
2: like the demographics are a bit different there in the sense that like a games Games Workshop adapted to the point where they're not selling to the teenager who can only buy one kit a month anymore (laughs) like you know it's like they never were they never were
4: they were selling aspiration to those kids uh, but i mean like how many kids could be serious about warhammer when they're yeah like i mean
2: you got this age demographic coming back in that is probably you know in their 40s you know, more late thirties or forties, is that oh. a factor? Is that what's going to suck all the models? Like this is this is going back to your point. Are they are they going to be able to have enough things you know stock on the shelves? You know,
4: I don't know. They generally don't for their established games. Mm. So like that's mm. it's a big red flag. But I, I don't know. I, I consider that a giveaway to other manufacturers just because like. They're the only ones that make Warhammer. They're not the only ones that make models. Yeah, true. I think as a community, I think we need to decide that it's okay to be agnostic and to reward whomever makes the best kits. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason why we have to be Slavin-ly, Um given given uh, unless that's what you like. If what you prefer is to be like a hundred percent Citadel, like my army is, like say on point f- fifth edition theme, whatever. If that's what if that's what you're into, go for it. Well, but I think G- like we shouldn't, we shouldn't like turn our noses up at someone who uses something from the Mantic range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but
1: well, GW does has have an aesthetic that like I love personally. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. that. other uh, others, whether it's 3D prints and uh, just typically don't match mm-hmm. occasionally places will, but, uh, but that's not everybody. Some people that aesthetic is not what is Warhammer to them and for them. You know, yeah. Use use what you love or what you want, and and what you can afford, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm never going to tell some someone coming in that can't afford GW models that they need to that they have to purchase those. You know, um, I want I want people playing.
4: Yeah, yep. So I just love what you put into it. I mean, everyone's going to be upset if someone rolls up with an unpainted, 3D printed, and like poorly 3D printed garbage army. Um, you know, like that's one thing we don't, we don't play. We don't, uh, you could play this game with like loose change. You know what I mean? Like you don't need beautifully Miles. painted works of art to play this game, but we do play it with beautifully painted works of art It's oh, part of it. So
0: that reminds me of another favorite memory I have of mine, by the way, <laughs> um, it was when I was refereeing for my brother and my, my cousin and my brother was playing what else? And my cousin was playing empire and they mostly had some miniatures, but my brother didn't have a tree man. And we were using one of those red pieces of foam from the back of the blister pack as a, as yeah. a proxy tree man. <laughs> My cousin completely <laughs> forgot about that proxy, and this piece of foam went into the side of his spearman, and he was like, "What is this again?" It's a tree man, and he was like, oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he like, completely
1: destroyed him. <laughs> it was it was adequately camouflaged, right? Like a right. tree man. Yeah. Just, it's going to surprise you. Looks like you think it's a tree. It's the flying. <laughs> yeah. could the tree man. man from the
4: forest, man. <laughs> <The> Farm. Brian,
1: <laughs> yes. right. yeah. what does success look like to you? Or what do you? Uh, where are we in a year? Um what where I'm I'm going to do I'm going to do what do I hope to be
5: doing a year from now I hope uh to be preparing for GTs for 2025 I hope to be painting completing armies still hyped to play the old world and just recently it was actually 2 days ago um my local gaming store on their Discord, they put out the sign-ups for 40K and AOS for the first season of 2024. And I'm hoping that this time next year, they're putting out sign-ups for the old world for mm-hmm. the first season of 2025. I think that'd be really cool. We'll be getting
4: um, ready for LVO next, this time next year, buddy.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: First ever event, buddy. We'll, we'll do it. I'll make sure that happens.
5: I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. I almost feel like even though even though Mike We're jokes around Josh. about uh, Eighth <laughs> Edition and says if we like Eighth Edition more, we'll just keep playing Eighth Edition, which we can. Uh, but I almost feel a responsibility to learn the rules and know how to play the old world, just for the local people showing up mm-hmm. to the game shop, and yeah. I want to get a game in. Uh, I want to I want to be able to be there to get a game in, or be available on dis- on Discord. Excuse me. Um, just in case they end up being able to be that person for somebody else and make the community grow. Um, I don't know. I've, I've never been around for the transition between editions. I played fifth edition and I wasn't active in the hobby whenever it transitioned to sixth. And then I came in when Warhammer fantasy had already been removed. So I've just been playing eighth. So this is my first transition between, between editions so it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting process to see fresh
1: well i'm excited about the future Uh, i think we all are i I do also want to say uh, thank all of you for being excited about getting together um i know uh we've talked about this being a game pod and having some some games I, i still hope we can get together and do that sometime soon in the future uh, with more of us and do some contests and kind of uh, just have some fun with that. But this was for me really enjoyable just to get to see y'all, uh, talk to y'all, and and be excited about the game together. Does anyone have something they wanted to talk about or say that we didn't really get to?
0: I really feel oh, like
1: the two no, hours no, have been worth <laughs> Thanks
2: for putting thanks for putting it together, though, Ryan. Man, it was good. Cool. Oh, it's yeah. a blast. Yeah, I mean wrangling uh, wrangling four podcasts of people across the world. It's no easy feat. <laughs> Isn't that exciting
1: though? Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Props to Christopher. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. Absolutely impressive impressive
1: dedication. Yeah. All World Live podcast is amazing in so many ways. Time
3: difference. Slight time difference. (laughs) Oh, so.
1: (laughs) Well, we we appreciate everybody being here, and uh, to all the listeners of. You know, hopefully you're listening to all the shows, but whatever show you choose to listen to, we're really excited uh, about the old world and we really appreciate you and we look forward to uh, the whole community growing together. So uh, thanks a lot.